Hey everybody, uh, Greg here. Just wanted to give you a little heads up that the uh, unfortunately the sound quality is a little bit spotty in some areas of the the recording for this episode. Uh, I apologize. We tried to fix it up as best as we could. Uh, so hopefully it's okay for you guys. Secondly, I just wanted to, uh, since I had to step out from this episode a bit early, wanted to take this opportunity to wish everybody a happy holidays and hope everybody has a safe uh, Christmas as well as a safe uh, Happy New Year if we uh, don't get to hear from you guys soon. And also, I just wanted to give a a big shout out to the rest of the crew. They don't know I'm doing this. uh, So I just wanted to say a big thank you to, to Kendall... Jordan and John you guys have been a blast to work with through this whole process and I'm really glad that I've been able to meet you guys and that we've been able to to go on this journey together I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes from here and uh, I yeah I just want to say how appreciative and how grateful I am uh, to all three of you guys and to all of you listeners out there who have been supporting us through all of this uh very humble beginnings also a huge thank you to the audio entropy family couldn't have done it without you guys giving us our own uh, little corner of the internet to to talk about something i i hold near and dear to my heart uh so yeah uh, again uh happy holidays from all of us here at war and beast and uh hope you guys enjoy this little bonus episode we did of the eternal shore crash against me and be broken no wait wrong cartoon no wait right cartoon anyway <laughs> this is the war and beast podcast very special holiday edition i'm greg i'm john i'm jordan and i'm wolverine what wolverine i didn't know we had a celebrity guest on tonight how are you mr jackman i'm i'm not that wolverine <laughs> I'm oh, okay. I, my name, my parents actually named me after Wolverine. Uh, it was before the your origin name, name book came out. Wait, wait, wait. Otherwise, they would have named me so James. Your name. I was gonna say your name isn't James Allen or Logan. It's just Wolverine. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> wait. Wait. So they named you after a comic book character or the animal? Uh, actually, yes. they they named me after uh, the after Hugh Jackman's character in Origins because he says that he wants to be called Wolverine. And he, I, this bit isn't going anywhere. Let's uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> There was nothing on IMDb for this episode, but we are reviewing um, Have Yourself a Morlock Little Xmas, Season 4, Episode 12 of the 1992 X-Men animated series. Yes. Um, so there was nothing on the uh, on IMDb for this. Uh, Jordan, was there anything on the TF wiki? <laughs> <laughs> if there was, I'd be amazed. I'll- Hey, sometimes they actually do talk about Marvel because they were in the Marvel continuity, but oh, no, not, nothing about the cartoon. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so yeah, we're we're, we're doing the, that episode. Um, there is some stuff. I went on the uh, Marvel Animated Wikia, and there is like a lot of trivia. 
because this is a wikia that's devoted basically to, you know, to X Men. So I'm going to try to uh, just hit a try few and points. It down. Xmas is an acceptable and popular alternate term for Christmas. It also ties in well with the X-Men use of the letter X. Um, Okay. Shoot, there's too much of this. Um, (laughs) uh, General thoughts on the episode, guys, before we get started. I'm going to read these these things. There's more of them than I thought there were. (laughs) Uh, General thoughts? I thought, like, I... I remember watching the X-Men cartoon as a kid, so it was nice to have a little bit of nostalgia to go back to. And I had completely forgotten about this episode, so I thought it was rather cute. Although a bit mischaracterized with Wolverine, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of remember this one from, like, near the end of the of its run on... Because I, I... Growing up, like, Saturday morning cartoon stuff, which mm-hmm. is where X-Men first came was i think before you know got like a weekly spot or whatever uh was like always something that i always like would tape and record because then unlike because my dad had vcrs and was a gadget uh like like gadgets and stuff like that so i could sleep in on saturday mornings and then when i wake up watch it instead of having to get up super early in the morning yeah but yeah i remember watching a lot of the x-men Jordan, it it was on at eleven in the morning. You slept like late. To, I'll have you know that I sleep late whenever I possibly can. <laughs> okay, so this line I, this line of trivia here sounds like it would be right out of the uh, right out of the TF wiki. It says when Xavier mentions uh, when Xavier, I mispronounce <laughs> Charles Xavier's name. <sighs> when Xavier mentions that all his X-Men are together, he seems to be forgetting Morph, Angel, Iceman, and Lorna Dane. He may no longer recognize them as part of his X-Men, however. The X-Men he is referring to are the main characters of the series, and the producers probably chose to ignore the others for this episode. Um, but, like, in, in this continuity, was that the original team? I know in the comics the original team was, like, Angel, Beast... Yeah, Did I mishear you. Cause, cause okay, in, no, in the, no, no, no. He's he. The, these are these are all characters that were in, that were in the show in X Men at some point. Morph, yeah. Angel, Iceman, yeah, but they, they and, never and they, they never became like major characters though. Like, no, not really. Kind of just like cameos, really. Well, I mean, Morph was. On, oh. I mean, they were all on the team though at one point. Is Morph what, is was, what, but Morph yeah. like there's a lot of stuff happened with Morph. I don't even I don't even know how that. And Lorna came. Uh, came back to and was like part focus of one episode in fact i think that was when they introduced uh that when they introduced havoc yes that's when they introduced havoc they never actually explained to it. so yeah so that whole scene yeah like, i remember havoc was in the show they're shooting each other and like why aren't our powers working on each other yeah yeah there was never like there was he was just in the show for like that one episode, and it never, and it never gets brought up how important he is. Like, I think most of the characters you listed are like one-off, if not possibly like a couple more. I think Archangel was like in a few episodes, but most. Yeah. I think Iceman was like, I'm in an episode for two seconds. Yeah, I don't remember like, Iceman even being in the show. But oh. the, I mean, the point is no, like no, they were no. they were in the continuity. They were at some point Xavier's X Men like. Yeah. He makes it. He yeah. makes it sound like he makes it sound like these are people who I've you know all my family who I've never seen in all this time all together. It's like no, actually, it's the same people that are yeah. always that are there every week. 
It's all yeah, the people I'm, you. It's all the people he cares about. I, I was gonna say like this. These these with these people all the time, but like I I don't think those other guys ever actually joined the X Men in this series. But they were just kind of like. Morph's an S- Morph dies in the first episode. Morph did. Mor- okay, Morph's the only one of those characters. <laughs> I, and Angel isn't an X Men. I don't remember. No, I, he, no he, he shows up, but he's not. He doesn't join the team. Like he's never on the yeah. roster. Like, because I remember he was the one. Like he goes to Sinister, turns him goes, into Archangel or whatever. Like he's he's got a major yeah. arc. But I thought he was an X Men. I don't know. Who cares? Um, <laughs> they never. They, none of those guys ever join the team. They show up and they're they're members of, in the comic, but they never actually join right. the team in the show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Wick, so Marvel animated wiki is wrong then. I'm um, pretty sure. Maybe a fan. Yeah, like, I'm. I'm pretty sure correct. too. I, I know. They were. I watched the wrong thir- fourteen episodes in the last two <laughs> days. I can't say for sure. Uh, Jubilee claims to have never had a Christmas with the X Men. However, season two. Claimed that the final decision was a year before that. I don't know what that means. This is a mistake means- unless this episode is meant to take place much earlier in the series or she's always spent the holiday with her foster parents. What, what it means is that the very first episode, Jubilee joins the X-Men. So it's trying to say that and this is episode 57 of the overall series, like season four, you said. So like it, yeah. the idea that everything's taken place in oh, a right, year right. doesn't make any sense. But was the like, final decision she's, when, she's been, when she's she showed up? Remember the... Sorry? I thought she showed up at the beginning. She, she's in the very first episode. Jubilee yeah. like joins the X Men in, in episode one. I missed episode fifty seven. So the idea that like fifty seven episodes happened and it hasn't been like Christmas yet uh-huh. doesn't make any sense. Well, what, what happened what in that, the? What happened to the final decision? Why is that relevant? The final decision know. is episode thirteen. Yeah. Where Senator Kelly is kidnapped by Magneto, only to be rescued by Sentinels wanting to take over. I'm the not world. sure why that's relevant, honestly. Yeah. And there is no on the Marvel. <laughs> ad, it must not be a very important episode, uh, because uh, it says, "Boy, is that all you got?" It has been requested that this article or section be expanded. <laughs> See, this <laughs> is why we have, This said. is why our show is titled Warren Beast and not like <laughs> X Men, whatever. Because our continuity is actually Morph and Beast, Storm of. and Beast. Yeah, more than Storm and Beast. more oh than Beast. <laughs> okay, Storm so somebody beast. named that's like a, Stu. That's like a lot of slash section. Stu of Marvel Animation Age said that he never cared for special Christmas episodes, mostly because they were badly written, and he thought this was no exception. He never did care for the Morlock episodes, thinking their designs were bad, characters dull, and Leech being the most annoying and making it hard to plug at his heartstrings. This guy sounds like a monster. He never really understood why so many Christmas episodes focus on pointing out that there are less fortunate ones out there when it should be a time of celebrating and being with family. He felt Jubilee taking Logan, Logan shopping was painful to watch and didn't think he would ever do that. He noted some hu- some humor but felt it was poor. He, he did like the final scene with Remy and Jean. Uh, having yourself a Morlock little Xmas is arguably the show's weakest episode. If you didn't see this, then you haven't missed anything. Uh, it has a rating of 7.9 on TV.com and 6.0 on IMDb. So uh, this is not a I super read that review. well-regarded uh, episode. No. Well, I was going to say, I, I may have, maybe I read that review and maybe I read another one. Because I, I, I read a review, like, back in the day, when we, when we didn't have, like, streaming services where you could watch, like, or, like, illegal streaming sites, <laughs> not that I use them ever, where you could watch, like, <laughs> cartoons online uh 
I I really wanted to revisit like Spider Man and X Men and stuff, so I went to a site that like pretty much wrote like summaries and reviews for every single episode mm-hmm. of every single Marvel cartoon, like ever. And I remember reading about the Christmas episode, this episode, and the person being like he that focused on like guilting people, which is kind of what this does. Mm-hmm. And sort and of, and I mean like, well, again, like. You, you make the argument that it's it's a good message because I mean you should be charitable and stuff, yeah. but it also like it's also be like oh like they're it's also just making it like like they're just saying like people are worse off than you and stuff like that like the and and again like it's it's a it's a good message but it could, you could also take it as like just making you trying to make people feel guilty. Huh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I and that's that that they had, they had the same they had the same uh, opinion if it wasn't the same reviewer and mm-hmm. that person reviewed an x-men evolution christmas episode which wasn't that and they really liked that i remember there was that. an x-men evolution christmas episode i guess we got know what we're reviewing next year <laughs> i thought we were gonna do it's tfa animated christmas oh <laughs> there's a, oh there's actually a transformers animated episode oh okay yeah, well, hey, we can I'll do have... the X Men Halloween episode next Halloween. I don't know. Anyway, by the way, the TF Wiki does note that Transformers have dressed up like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, have you guys seen that meme recently? Which one? Where like, uh, I, I mean, I, I saw it a lot yesterday online. Where it's all like, someone wrote an article about how Santa shouldn't be a, a white male anymore, and then it'll show that a, a screenshot of that article, and then a, a picture of like. An anime girl in like a Santa uniform, oh, yeah. or like an Arbok wearing a Santa hat, or like <laughs> various other characters. So we could have that with with you know Optimus Prime wearing a Santa hat. There you there go. You That's Santa Claus. <laughs> See, I would think that it would just be easier at this point to say Santa Claus is some kind of uh, um, like omni shape shifter that just looks like whatever we want when we see it. Whatever you want, even if it's your greatest horror. Yes. <laughs> And if you see him as Santa white, then that just, and if you see him as just a big old white guy, then that just says something about you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Anyway, we aren't even into the episode. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're hey, we're 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 fine. Let's get into the episode. Uh, I want. I just want to throw in. Uh, it was uh, it was my idea to uh, to do this episode. I, I just want to say that to uh, because it implies that I am very excited to do this episode. That's all I'll say. Uh, so um, get started. Well, us I wonder if you guys want to talk about our general history of the show or not. Or oh, should we just yeah. Argue that? yeah yeah let's let's no, uh, certainly yeah do so. Jordan kind of said you. I no, I cut you yeah. off. Did you want to finish finish your thought about that? You you said that you watched it. Um. Well, other than you know I. <clears throat> the odd thing is, is that I remember not only watching it, but I also remember watching like, uh, what was it? Uh, like they tried, they tried to make us make it earlier uh, with a special with uh, Kitty, and they went to Asteroid M, and they had Blob. Pride of the X Men. Yeah, yeah. Like they they did that first, and I remember watching that like, yeah, like, and like Wal- on a Saturday Wolverine had an Australian accent. Yeah. And- <laughs> Which I love because an Australian ended up voicing Wolverine later. Yep. I still love that one point where like Nightcrawler comes up against Blob and he was like, "You can't get past." He's like, "You can't move me." He's like, "Well, then I won't." Bamf. Did I say voicing Wolverine later? Because I meant to say playing him in a movie. I'm not sure what I said. I'm really tired. <laughs> you said, I had two hours you said voicing Wolverine. I was like, "Is okay. Steve Bloom Australian?" No, no, I meant playing him in a movie. I, I again, I had two hours of sleep last night. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, like growing up, like 
uh, X Men are literally the comic that got me in, into uh, reading comics and stuff like that. And I mean, like as a kid, it was like the like the biggest thing that I was interested in. And for like the longest time, I had toys and stuff like that. So watching the cartoon was a was a lot of fun for me. And and I have a lot of fond memories of it. So I can't really say one way or the other if that's good or bad in relation to looking back on it. Hmm. John, how about you? Um, I yeah, I I loved the show as a kid. I used to watch it with my brother all the time, and we'd go out and like play X Men, where we'd like pretend to be the characters, and and we had a bunch of toys. I think I've told this, I told the story here before, but how we did not have a Professor X toy, and we used a um, oh yeah, Jean John Picard, Picard toy. <laughs> but we had we did have like Wolverine and Cyclops, and um, we had a Storm toy. I remember that, and an Iceman toy, which is one of the reasons why I knew Iceman was on the show. They had the toy for him, and uh, that was an interesting toy because you had like he had his ice sled, and you were supposed to like pour water in the ice sled, and then put his feet in it, and then put that in the freezer, and then you have like oh, him on actual ice, and it'd be like it was kind of cool. Hmm. And, and I would. And I, and I and I made and because of that I made like this these a lot of stories where like it'd be like we need to cryo freeze Superman for like two years <laughs> and then I'd like freeze I'd freeze a Superman toy or like a Batman toy or whatever character I was doing in the in a glass of water and then thaw them out like a couple hours later and be like oh we're freeing him from cryo sleep and like yeah it was fun um, but yeah and, and and I remember as a kid I didn't understand what a mutant was but that's I mean like I watched the show and everything but I thought they were like. Like a mutant was like someone who got like mutated by an event or something, like every other superhero. Mm. So that, yeah. But later on in life, I obviously got the memo that is supposed to be about evolution and being born with powers and and an allegory for the civil rights movement, whether it be about um, race or sexuality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, yeah. X Men. I mean, I, I love the X Men as, as a superhero group, but they're not my I wouldn't say they're my favorite. I'd say like Spider Man and Justice League and my jams. Mm-hmm. But X Men are definitely high up there. Yeah. I know a lot of people complain about a lot of people say X Men don't work in the overall Marvel universe because the idea that like, oh, we hate and fear people with super with mutants, even though there's like tons of people with superpowers that aren't mutants, but we don't hate and fear. But I would argue that the Marvel universe hate and fears all their superheroes. Just mm-hmm. mutants to more of an extent because they're like born that way. Yeah probably makes them like scarier for some reason because you can't like to be anybody mm. kind of thing yeah. as opposed to the others who worked hard to get their powers by accident <laughs> well i mean it but like it, it was it's not it's like I, i'm trying to think here like usually it's an accident or a big event it's not like jimmy in class two suddenly can shoot fireballs for no reason kind of oh. thing. also and i definitely am one that makes that argument that the x-men don't I don't want to say they don't work in the Marvel Universe, but I I do make the argument that the X-Men Cinematic Universe works a little bit better as a standalone than... Yeah, I think we talked about that before. Yeah, uh, yeah, but... but I I, I agree with you, but I still want my fucking Spider-Man Wolverine buddy cop movie. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, yeah. yeah. And I I think that's... Yeah, had that happen, though. That'd be sweet. Huh? There's been so many comics where that pretty much happens, though. It has, hasn't there? Yeah, there is. I mean, so there was a whole uh, Marvel team-up series, which was just Spider-Man teaming up with different Marvel heroes. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine yeah. being like one of them, yeah, and being one of the more popular team-ups. Well, I'll, I'll tell. I'll. There's one of my favorite um, 
my one of my favorite uh, comic stories ever is a little uh, mini story. It was in a in in a Spider Man Amazing Spider Man extra from like 2008 or something like that, um, where Spider Man and Wolverine are, are at a bar, and Wolverine drinks an entire bottle of liquor. And Spider-Man's like, you just drank that whole thing. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling kind of buzzed. And they're, like, kind of talking. And then, like, five minutes later, Wolverine has a hangover. And then he's all better. <laughs> like, and then it's revealed yeah. that, and then it's revealed that it's Wolverine's birthday. And it's nice. Um, Aww. Yeah. Uh, uh, Greg, you want to say your history with the <laughs> X-Men and the animated so we can keep this moving along? Yeah. Um, I do want to say, though, that X-Men... The X Men cartoon is like one of the best superhero cartoons. I think it's yeah. it, it's up there with Batman animated and everything. It's a really good cartoon. Yeah. Well, this one and and Batman the animated series were my two pretty much go tos that I had access to with my cable. Um, I really got into it. I have an older sister who was big into Sailor Moon and X Men, and she actually got me into this when I was really young. I cannot remember how young I was at the time. Um, but yeah, I, I love this cartoon growing up. Uh, it, the cartoon is what got me into the comics. And from there, I think the first ever issue, the first ever comic that I actually bought that I didn't get given to me was an X-Men comic. And it was, uh, I think it was number 30, whichever issue it was that Jean Grey and Cyclops got married. Yeah, it, it's no, it's issue 30. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because I just read that this week. Yeah. Nice. I, I'm not sure. If I I think it was at my parents' that's... place, and I think it might have gotten ruined during, a, during the, a pipe break that they had. But that's the first comic that I ever remember buying. And it was I because think... I watched the cartoon. I think that's actually about the time when I started collecting the comics rather regularly. Because I, I remember the Fatal Attractions event that was in a bunch of X titles and that was around X Men twenty five, wasn't it? Like Uncanny X Yeah, because they did the the they brought in the Jim Lee one. Uh, God, I probably would have been around nine, eight or nine, I think. I didn't read. I didn't read comics as a kid that much because I just didn't really have a corner store to go buy them at. Like I lived yeah. out in the country, and but when I did start buying comics, X Men was definitely one of the comics that I started picking up. Like, yeah, I, I think when I started buying comics, it was like Spider Man and X Men mm-hmm. and Batman. Mm-hmm. So when I was when I was a kid, I'm going to say my thing now. Um, <laughs> when when I was when I was a kid, I mean X X Men the animated series was definitely my first exposure to X Men. Um, and X-Men, yeah. the animated series, and Spider-Man, the animated series. Uh, yeah, were, Spider-Man was great, too. I don't I don't know if technically that was my first exposure to Spider-Man, but, I mean, because, like, Spider-Man's one of those characters that's been so, like, in my in my conscious all of, for all of my life. Like, I don't remember where it started. Um, but uh, I did arbitrarily decide when I was, you know, probably four years old or something that I was going to be a Marvel kid. You know, screw DC. Um, and so I like, I like actively did not watch Superman, the animated series. Like I watched Batman, the animated series. And then I made the, made the executive decision. No, Superman is dumb. DC comics is dumb. I'm, but Batman's cool. I'm well, no, no, I, no, I was, I was anti Batman actually for, for a large, a large portion of my childhood. It was just that like I had been exposed. You can't not be exposed, exposed to Batman if you're a nineties kid. 
Yeah. Like, that's, you, you know, you to some extent, you have to. I think if you're a kid in general, um, for the last, like, very long time, since the 60s, mm. you know who Batman is, right. at least. At least since the 60s. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, he had a very, he had a, he had a multimedia presence since mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Um, but uh, I will say, like, I mean, actually, when I, got, I didn't really start buying comics until I was a grown-up. Uh, because I never had money as a kid, and I yeah. mean, I don't want to. And my my and you know, I I I read a, a handful of comics. Like my parents would buy me a couple comics when we go on vacation or something, but not uh, not a not in any meaningful way until I was grown up. And then X Men was super intimidating for me. So most of my exposure to X Men has been through uh, through this through this show, through Evolution, and through the movies. And then I I did. I mean, I have gone back and read large chunks of the Claremont run and and uh, diving into some of the '90s stuff, and I've more or less been keeping up with the with most of the ongoings in Marvel Unlimited for the last couple of years. So I've got you know mm-hmm. knowledge, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I was excited. I do I just want to every chance I get, I want to say like you know I agree. X Men X Men the animated series is like is one of the greats. Like, and I feel like it gets a little bit. A little bit maligned uh, for like the because it looks very nineties and uh, yeah, it looks very nineties. It's not as timeless as Batman, you know. But that's the point. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean that's like like it's a it's it goes for a style of of that very nineties. Like I think that that's that's to me that's perfectly acceptable. That but yeah, I I know. I mean, I know what you're. I, I I understand. That. But also, like, I recently rewatched all of Batman the Animated Series, and, and in preparation for this episode, I watched uh, all of season four up to this episode. So I watched the first 11 episodes of season four. And this show does not talk down to its viewers the way that uh, that Batman the Animated Series sometimes does. Like, yeah. this is this show, it feels like, I mean, obviously this episode is a Christmas episode, so it's a thing. But this ep- this show could very easily have been have translated directly into a comic, and they've I mean that's basically what they're doing is they're they're taking what was on what was in the comics and translating it directly to uh, TV in a way that in a way that I don't think a lot of kids shows can pull that off. I mean, Batman the animated series did that to a degree, but there are also are some bits in the animated series that definitely make it feel like it's a show for kids. Well, there, we'll get to it as huh. we're reviewing the episode, but there's definitely a point where it gets kind of heavy mm-hmm. in this episode for a, especially for a Christmas episode. It gets yeah. I mean, you know. I cried once the first time I watched it, and half of the time the second time I watched it. So mm-hmm. um, let's uh, let's let's dive into the episode. So it starts off with uh, Cyclops singing off key, right? Yes, he, yeah. he's singing rather Wait, poorly. Wait, I think first we should mention the fucking rocking ass <laughs> intro song. Oh, yeah. Fucking awesome and yeah. amazing. I played it on. I remember playing it on a lot of CD, self-made CDs in college. Yes, it is a good. Were you burning music, intro. Jordan? My own playlists, yes, of uh, random stuff from online. Well, yeah, because uh, he because he owned the original copies. He was just making copies for personal use and course. then sharing them with people. On Napster. Oh, of oh no, it was all personal use. <laughs> His personal friends all on personal Napster. Use. No, no one was allowed to listen to it but me. <laughs> oh, and just just real quick, the Genesis X Men games kicked ass, and it was is it good oh. to be a Genesis kid if you're an X Men fan? It took me forever how to that one level on X Men though. 
the first the first game for X Men is really fucking obtuse, but it's still pretty cool. And yeah. the second one is just amazing. I personally like, like the arcade game. Oh, oh God, the arcade. that's based off Pride of the X Men, which is kind of funny. Yeah. we mentioned that earlier too. Okay, yeah. so it is based on. I I really Don't like the X Men arcade game. Super. I owned it on my iPhone. Super annoyed that there's not like a good way to legally own it right now. Yeah, they took, they have, took it off of the PSN and stuff because of like rights issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a a friend who I think went to a Magfest or something and started up just doing the Colossus power yell in that game <laughs> to the point where it started like being echoed throughout the hall of the convention. I'm gonna have to put that if I can find that sound. I'm gonna put that in. <laughs> I love that sound. Everybody might have gotten annoyed by it. I thought it was great. I I don't I only played it. I mean, I played it when it was a Chuck E. Cheese a couple of times, but I mean, I it's a that is distant memories. I was small I played child. It, I I think the only time I ever was at an arcade when I was a kid was I went to the West Edmonton Mall for like a vacation, which is like a theme park pretty much West Edmonton. Pretty and much. It had I, it had like an arcade uh, cabinet for that, and it was fantastic. And I played that in the Simpsons arcade game, and they were pretty great. <laughs> uh oh. Oh no! We have a guest. We have a guest. <laughs> it's Mrs. Kendall. What? Oh, you, I thought I muted my microphone. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I pushed the mute button. I think it's, like I said, I think it bleeds a little bit. No worries. Hi, Mrs. Kendall. The, the podcasters say hello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no worse than mine. Good night. You guys have wives. Single. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. I, don't know, I don't know why that didn't. Why that didn't mute me. Oh well. Eh. No worries. <laughs> that's that's, that's okay. character. We, we've we've been on a, quite a tangent, so we should probably get um, into the episode. Yeah. So it starts with them um, singing off key. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cyclops is singing off key, and uh, he and Rogue and Jubilee are decorating a big ass tree in the mansion. Um, Do you think that they just went out to the forest that's like around them and just cut one down? Oh, well, I was going to say, they have a tree outside too that's pretty decorated. So we're just being absorbent here by having two fucking Christmas trees. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> they do live in a mansion. I'm guessing that money isn't really too much of an issue for them. Yeah, I mean, Professor X has money. That's a thing. He's they got live in a he's got like old family money. Yeah, it, yeah. They live in a mansion that they could easily host a great group of people in for a good party. But I mean, I don't know why they're not doing that. But I mean, yeah. you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, no. I was going to say, like, do you want a bunch of mutants with alcohol? Can you imagine the cleanup bill after that? But Beast is making a non-alcoholic, and that didn't. Yeah, go well. a non-al- non-alcoholic green thing. Well, we'll get to yeah. that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and uh, and Cyclops has like a he's got like a cold is is what they're trying to make it seem like. Yeah, he's sort of like clutching his chest, and he's I like, think he's, uh, I think they're just doing that to be nice. Yeah, I think he's just making excuses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that is the most <laughs> off-key thing ever. It was it was great. Yeah. It sounded like it was like really purposely off-key too. Yeah. It was pretty. Like funny. I almost wonder if I almost wonder if they if the uh, if the voice actor like was supposed to just sing and then he couldn't sing and so they had to adjust it accordingly. 
I, I feel like he was trying to sing bad, but maybe that's just my... Yeah, may, maybe, mm. maybe. Yeah, so um, so we have Rogue and Jubilee helping him decorate the tree, and Rogue sort of alludes to, oh, it's not so bad. It's like, maybe we can, if we had some help from somebody else, and then we cut over to Logan doing his best Ebenezer Scrooge impression. Yep. <laughs> sitting in a chair right in front of a fireplace, looking all misery. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if it did like Christmas Carol with, with Wolverine? <laughs> oh my god. Do you, do you think they'd, if they'd go into the past and be like, Wolverine, here's your past? He's like, holy shit, I have amnesia and I, I can finally see what my past was like. <laughs> 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 my name's James? What? <laughs> this story seems so much more interesting when I only could see certain parts of it. <laughs> uh, can I can I forget this again? <laughs> and 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 that is how Marvel undid Wolverine's memories. <laughs> oh my! But yes, yeah, so we get. Uh, he <laughs> sees the Christmas gets to come, and it's the old man Logan world. <laughs> yeah, it's like now to see the Christmas in the future, and it's just like. Him and Hawkeye in a car driving around. Yep, because yep. <laughs> there is no good futures in the Marvel universe. Nope. But yes. Anyway, so we got Jubilee uh, coming over to Logan, trying to to get him to join them in decorating and singing, and he's not really having much of it. Basically, saying the day you catch me singing Jingle Bells is the day uh, pigs, pigs fly. fly. Yeah, it's kind of an odd thing to say in a in a world where you know they've got more locks. She she also yeah. says she also says you can sing the male part in Jingle Bells as if like there's yeah. a, there a there's a dedicated <laughs> male and female like an established ma- male part and female part in Jingle Bells. I feel like there are like if it was uh you know oh come all you faithful there's a dis- there's a specific uh like bass part that's known you know if it was uh uh baby it's cold outside there's a male i was part just thinking that too like like there are christmas carols where that's a thing never i'd be very that. uncomfortable watching jubilee and wolverine do baby it's cold outside <laughs> yeah that's, that's true it should have been should have been wolverine and uh and gene i'm sure cyclops would like that Maybe totally into it. Oh, oh, they, so they, they, this is, here's, here's the, here's my pitch. So it's, so it's the, the, uh, it's the, the X-Men talent show at Christmas time and Cyclops and Jean are going to sing Baby It's Cold Outside, but Cyclops's voice goes out right before they go on stage. And so Wolverine has to, has to oh, do it. God. And then I it's revealed that, that Wolverine is actually a very great, a very good singer. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Hugh Jackman's a Broadway star, so it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and and the comics are based on the or and the mo- the comics are based on the movies, so totally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, that's I'm I'm making some passive aggressive comments about the comic book industry in this episode. <laughs> but anyway, so, so, off to the kitchen. Yeah. Well, first. We we get oh, uh, Logan goes off and Jubilee's all down about it. Rogue's trying to tell her not to take it so hard. He's just never been into Christmas. And Cyclops makes mention that oh no, he's just not into fun at he all. He doesn't like fun. Oh, I love and that. I was, yeah. 
I, when I when I saw, heard that, I was like, I was like, what the fuck ever, Cyclops? You stick yeah, in the, the fucking the, mud. This is why everyone the in their the late twenties hates Cyclops because of this show. Because Cyclops is a dick in this show, like all the way through. Oh, yeah. and, then, and it must have influenced the comic though, because like modern Cyclops is kind of a huge fucking asshole too. But yeah. um, yeah. well, yeah, but yeah. he was but in right. A way. <laughs> he was right. Wolverine does hate fun, which is great. I, <laughs> I think that is canonical that Wolverine hates fun. Yeah. <laughs> but we we do have a cute little scene where Cyclops gives uh the star of the tree to Jubilee. And she's like, wow, I've never had a star like this before. And then Rogue picks her up and flies her up to the top of the tree. And she gets to put it on and says, well, this is your first Christmas as an X-Man. So we're going to make it special. So, And this is where, like, we mentioned it in trivia. But, like, I, I actually had that conscious thought of, like, this is, really? This is your first Christmas? As a- okay. <laughs> yeah. So let, let me talk yeah. a little bit about, th- this is the thing that, that bothers me more than probably anything else in the series. Rogue in this series can fly. Yep. Yeah. And in the comics, that, that, she's super that strong the and comics can fly. At the time. Yeah. yeah. But that's because she absorbed Carol Danvers's soul. Pretty much, yeah. Is how she yeah. got those powers. So, like, whenever I watch this, and there's no, you know, there's never any explanation or flashback unless there it's is. in a. Oh, there yeah, is there an is. episode where. Yeah, the, you, yep. you, you meet Car- Carol Danvers in the show. Yeah. Miss Marvel's in the show in costume and everything, and they, they explain yeah. what happened. Huh. I yeah. guess yeah, I didn't watch the right 13 episodes. There's a whole episode about it. It was, I think it was in season one or two because it was on my DVDs, and I only owned yeah. like, uh, a couple it's, seasons. It's probably, it's probably late season two because I've seen the first season and a half in one run, and then most of season right. three, and then I watched all of season four up to this point. But If I remember, it, I think Xavier goes into her mind. Mm-hmm. And they sort of see some flashbacks, and then I think she has like an internal struggle with Carol. Okay, I think mean, they might, yeah. maybe they might, they might meet Carol's comatose body and stuff mm-hmm. too. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, that's okay. right because then, if I remember correctly, I think Jean is in the same hospital. Mm-hmm. I think something happens where Jean is has an amnesia or something, and she's in the hospital too. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I'll have to, I'll have to look that episode up. Because yeah. it it always sort of bothered me because in in evolution and other takes on Rogue and then also like in the modern Rogue she's just you know she absorbs people's powers she doesn't fly around and punch people which is what mm-hmm. the, the main modern thing she Rogue does doesn't, doesn't have that anymore That's too bad. I don't I don't think so I don't think she does either I think she might have gotten rid well I thought because I thought she only had I didn't even think she had it in the nineties I thought she only had it in the Claremont in the Claremont run no no she had she's, it in the nineties. She's gone through phases. There was times when yeah. people messed around with it because apparently, I think one point was like, she still kind of has like a residual memory of power she absorbed. Mm-hmm. So someone kind of like messed with it and she lost the flying, but she had Cyclops's uh, vision for a while. Mm-hmm. But she also couldn't turn it off. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Also, isn't she dead in the comics right now? No, I think she. I think she's on. I think she's still in Uncanny Avengers. She's in. She is in Uncanny Avengers. I don't know. That's the one that I don't read. So, <laughs> but yeah. So getting back to the episode, as was said earlier, we we've now cut to the kitchen, and we've got Jean preparing a feast, and apparently Gambit is also trying to help with the feast. 
Because you know when you think of Christmas, did anyone think, else get flashbacks to to Garfield's Christmas? Uh, Is that not scene where the time, grandma but... tries tries the gravy and she's like, "This sucks," and she puts a bunch of spice? Oh in it. yes, that's right. And I'm like, I this is exactly that. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because Gambit's like, "Oh, what is this?" And he talks about adding a bunch of stuff to it, and he grabs for I think it's like a pepper shaker. And yeah, he's Jean, got he's got three shep- peppers. He's yeah. got he's got cayenne pepper, uh, some rose, thyme. He, rosemary, yeah, he wants and to add thyme. some thyme. And, and Jean's taking some pretty big offense to him. He and says, Jean "I like that, I like that." He's like, "What is this?" And she's like, "It's called food, Christmas food." <laughs> like she can't even say what she doesn't even know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the, the writers don't, but I'm gonna say Gambit. I can relate because we could all use a little more time. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was all star levels. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's funny because uh, Gene uses her telekinesis, so he can't pick up the pepper shaker, and he's struggling with it. And finally, she lets go. As, I love as telekinesis arguing. in the show. Yeah, because it shows an actual like laser beam shoot out of her forehead and like forces yeah. the thing down. Not like mm. other shows, which will just be like implied force. Yeah, it actually has a laser beam coming out of her head. Yeah, but funnily enough, so he flies back. Uh, smacks into a stove and what I would have thought might have been some boiling water, but yeah. apparently not. I was very yeah. glad it wasn't because I would have been horrified. Yeah. <laughs> so, some, some liquid falls on his head, along with like, the pot, and then he like, sneezes. I watched this like and a couple Jean times because I was like, why wasn't he being burned? And mm. apparently there's another pot beside the one that's cooking. Like okay. it's, to- it's totally a different pot. And it's apparently, cold water for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's for the it's for the potatoes. Like they got you make the you make like the the rest of the food, and then you make the you potatoes. It was probably for the carrots that she's cooking, or the carrots. Yeah, she's chopping carrots, isn't she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so okay, good to know that was not boiling water. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. But I'm apparently, glad the apparently water makes Gambit sneeze. I got cause... the sense that it was like he had because he was holding the pepper, like it. Must have like some of the pepper must have come out and hit him in the face and made him. Yeah, I, they just didn't do a very good job showing it. Oh yeah, this I, is. I, I think it's cartoon logic where it's like he yeah. got cold. Now he's gonna sneeze. That's what happens <laughs> when you're cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could be. I I mean, I mean honestly, this this episode is is not the is not the best example. If you're gonna watch one episode of of X Men the animated series, unless you just want a goofy uh, Christmas thing, then yeah. Yeah, this is this is not this is not the episode to watch if you're like you know I heard that I heard that this show actually holds up pretty well I'm gonna try this episode out. I mean, this yeah. is no Christmas yeah. with the Joker. Yeah. No, but yeah. So Gene starts to look at him, and then another pot smacks Gambit in the head again, and she laughs. And then we cut he laughs to at his pain. Yes, everybody laughs at Gambit's pain. Well, yeah, because he's insulting her cooking. Like that's yeah, that's pretty that's pretty low. If you're just like straight up insulting someone's cooking, although she could figure I, out what I, if she could if she understood what kind of food she was cooking, I would have a little more faith in in her cooking skills. I, I think both parties here are a little bit too harsh each other. Like Gambit could have offered to to help her out a little bit nicer, and Jean could have been a little bit more receptive to like you know oh like some 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 input. You know they're like. Well, Maybe holidays, we make some really fucking good gravy. We don't know. Yeah. The holidays are stressful for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. But yeah. So we, we got to Beast, who uh, he's hanging around in his lab, quite literally. Oh, 
Uh, uh, upside down, listeners. I have a question. Yep. Mm-hmm. Does the beast ever do anything right side up? <laughs> uh, probably something. Like I remember the majority of the series of him always hanging from the ceiling when oh, yeah, he's doing absolutely. stuff, quoting, reading, whatever. Yeah, yeah that's um, definitely his. That's definitely a thing. Like he's, yeah. you know, he's an ape man, and apes always hang upside down, as we know from. Uh, from uh, War and Beast, from Beast Wars, uh, Optimus is always hanging upside Has down. Has he right? ever done that? I don't know. I don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so he he's mixing some sort of a concoction. Uh, I cannot remember what he was quoting at the time. He was t- he was talking about something to do with the alcoholic brew, and it, he's stirring, and then he takes a drink of it, and apparently it's some sort of a a brew that he's working on that is non-alcoholic. Yeah. And he seems rather impressed with, with it. And is green. I got and the yeah. sense... What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> the, the second time I watched it, I got the sense that he was quoting somebody that was talking about something that was alcoholic. And so he said, though non-alcoholic, this guy would approve of it. Yeah. Um, he which he is, quotes people a lot in the show. Yeah, it's, it's definitely... Yeah. That's actually like... That's actually the best, the least annoying way that he quotes people. Because usually he like randomly walks in and he's like, to, "A rose by any other name would smell as sweet." William Shakespeare. <laughs> like he's and then he walks always, out. He always cites the freaking. <laughs> I want to so do that now to people. Just like <laughs> just walk, walk in, in and, and say something completely out of context of the conversation. Like a bunch of people are are sitting around talking about like I don't know the news and like I randomly just come up and quote like. Walter yeah, like exactly Cronkite or Kermit yeah, the Frog know. or something like that. Man, man cannot live on carbohydrates alone, be them complex or otherwise. Spike. And they were talking Bebop. about the weather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted to point out, you said that the drink's green, but it turns green. Like, he's yes, apparently got like... orange, he's pouring something red in it, and it, then it turns to green. Like, yeah, yeah, we're saying he's mixing stuff. It doesn't look like he's mixing food. He's mixing, like, science shit and then yeah. eating it. Yeah. 90s science shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it turns green, so that's 90s mm-hmm. for you. Beast has a PhD in science. Yeah, Beast All has science. a PhD in science. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> he's also apparently a medical doctor, as we'll find out later. I was going to yeah. say, like, uh, uh, yeah... I was going to say when we get to that part, I'm like, is he, an, is he a medical doctor? I'm pretty sure he's just a scientist. But, <laughs> but yes, so so we cut from him to uh, the sort of like the control room, I'm guessing, for the X-Mansion. And we've got Storm watching the monitors like some creepy voyeur. <laughs> and Professor X is there with her and is sort of asking what's up as she seems distant. And she's... I'm trying to remember. She sort of talks about how seeing Jubilee and how jubilant she is, it reminds her of her own Christmases and how they weren't so good, I guess. Yeah. Just as she's saying that, there's what sounds like some sort of an explosion and there's a, a rumble throughout the mansion. And and it cuts to commercial with Storm saying, someone attacking on Christmas Eve? I, I laughed at that. It was like yeah. so overly dramatic. <laughs> I will say the first time I watched it, I was like, who is it? Who's attacking? The second time I watched it, I was like, I don't remember anyone attacking. Who is it? <laughs> so they got me. Yeah. I, so was, we, I was on board. So we cut back from commercial and apparently Cyclops has something in his chest 
that he taps and says, oh, the 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 explosion's isolated to Sector 9. And so he, Rogue, and Jubilee are running, and then we see Storm and the Professor, well, Professor's floating in his chair. He's not running. And uh, we then cut to a door, and Rogue knocks the door down. It's a fine beast covered in blood. (laughs) (laughs) Not actually blood. It turns out to be some sort of a cranberry sauce, I guess. Yeah. What the fuck? Did you put nitroglycerin in that beast? Like, why the hell did it explode? Cranberry sauce. Did you say cranberry? I thought it was a glaze. (laughs) It was some kind of glaze. Oh, that's right. It was a cranberry glaze. Yeah, cranberry glaze. What are you putting in that that would make it explode? (laughs) Wait, was he making the glaze off the side and exploded? Or was he making... Making the 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 beverage in front of him a glaze instead. Like I don't understand why. You, they I don't. One nothing thing makes that. sense about what Beast is doing. <laughs> maybe he was. Sense. Maybe he was multitasking. <laughs> maybe he got too transfixed on the brew that he didn't realize that the glaze was going to explode. He was well, doing he sugar and spice was, and everything nice, and then put chemical uh, X. He probably, <laughs> <laughs> he probably mixed the uh, the. He was making like sort of a a vinegary wine. And mixed it with like a like a ba- the baking soda for his cookies, and then explosion. <laughs> Vinegary wine that was green. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know, no, maybe, non-alcoholic too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe Beast has different tastes than we do. Mm-hmm. He is blue. Yeah. So so everybody's relieved to see that he's okay, and Jubilee even makes mention that add a little bit more white, and he would be Santa Claus. And then we get Logan coming in. He's like. What the heck's going on? And everybody tells him that, oh yeah, it's just BC. He had a accident with his Christmas stuff, and he's like, Christmas again? Why can't it just leave me alone? <laughs> Christmas again on Christmas Eve? What yeah. are the chances? <laughs> he's like, I gotta get out of here. This is all driving me nuts. So it's funny because he talks about getting out and getting away from Christmas and Jubilee then decides, Oh, why don't you get outside and get some fresh air with, with me going shopping? And I'm thinking that is the least. That's the opposite of what he wants. Well, and that's what he says. That's what he says. He's like, Christmas Eve shopping. Are you crazy? And then she's like, please. He's like, I'd be better off fighting with Sabretooth. Like, you know, he, cause he does like, you know, he cares about, he cares about Jubilee. He wants Jubilee to be happy. He's got, you know, she's one of his people that he has special relationship with, like his daughter, yeah, like, father daughteriness. Yeah, yeah, like even yeah. Jubilee are kind of like a pair in the show, and they uh, a lot of times will pair up and go on adventures together. And and they, in the comics, that was a thing too. And yeah. also, him and Shadowcat had that for a bit. Yeah, yep. yeah. And then when those two were gone, they, they threw it armor at him. Yeah, armor as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember a line. He usually from that. has a female companion, and someone and for a while was even X twenty three. I think. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so he's a so he's a companion. so he's a, an immortal character who goes around <laughs> traveling around oh, with a God. female companion. Mm-hmm. He's the Doctor. That's yep. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's got the he's got the. I, I'm basing that on the on the creepy factor of the Doctor, but I like Doctor <laughs> Who and I like Wolverine. So, yeah. I do remember a line from. Guy. I, I do remember a line from the comics, though, uh, after, like, some of the more recent ones, like with the Joss Whedon run after Shadowcat had died. Spoilers for anybody who hasn't read a comic from, like, five years ago. That's more um, than five years ago. That was, like, yeah, that was almost a decade ago. Yeah. But uh, 
So I, I remember a scene where he's like trying to get drunk in the mansion and Arbor comes upon him and she's asking what he's doing. He's like something along the lines, are you a beer? He's like, oh, beer, he's like, have I drank so much that beers are now talking to me and taking out forms or something? <laughs> yeah. And the, I, I, I've seen that panel where like the, the, she's like, can I, can I help you? And she's like, are you a beer? Oh, that's it. Yes. <laughs> we never have the doctor saying that though. <laughs> No, the doctor is more is yeah. I mean, he's not the same character. I'm just saying it's yeah. it's interesting that there is a similar the dynamic, a uh, similar dynamic, yeah, of it of a sort <laughs> yeah. of immortal like more more worldly person, and then you know the the bright eyed, bushy tailed companion. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they go Christmas shopping, and yes, uh, and that's where Jubilee buys the boxes that keep changing sizes. Yeah, she's got like. How many do we got here? I want to say she's got six. She's holding six boxes in her hands. Oh, speaking of, fuck Christmas Eve shopping. Who the fuck does that? (laughs) Especially a teenager. I've never done anyone in real life who does Christmas Eve shopping. No. Uh, Actually, uh, you can't see me, but I'm raising my hand right now. Huh? Yeah. (laughs) Like, just last minute things, or maybe like looking for little things, like maybe like an extra card or something there. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I, I swore about you, but <laughs> but it is weird because to me, it's like Christmas Eve. You, it's it, for me. It's like I don't want to be anywhere but at home, hanging with my family. Like I don't know. Like it just seems. I know some people do do that. Like I, I used to work at fucking. A, I mean, I still work in restaurants, but I remember working at A and W, and I'd be like, "Why is anyone here on Christmas Eve? Like, mm-hmm. go home." <laughs> 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 You're, you yeah, were like, saying I mean, you were saying that it is a poor decision to go shopping on Christmas Eve. Not nobody does it because people definitely do it. Yeah, no, people do it, but I, I think it's like it's just a weird thing. Like I, I always get my shopping done. Like I mean, sometimes I'm a little last minute, but Christmas Eve is like really last minute. And like and like again, like I feel like it's a day to spend with your family just as much as Christmas is. But I guess most people, other people aren't like that. And some people yeah. don't want to spend time with their family. That's true. I mean, I guess that's that's that is fair. Like some people just don't have families. We don't celebrate Christmas. I mean, I guess I was just being reductionist. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I think I it's cool. no. I mean, I I I was I meant you know they don't want to spend time. They spent. I, they think two hours is enough. That's what I'm. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, but like I remember one year this uh, we were trying to close up A and W and we were trying to close it like early so we could like all go home and this and. I don't think we even did close it. I think we were closing it on the, like on the dot. Right. And some lady comes in and she wants to order food and we're like, no, sorry, we're closing up. And she's like, but come on, it's Christmas. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. A&W. It's Christmas. Yeah. Like, what do you need? It's not that we're like, we're not going to buy a present from someone here. Like it's, it's Christmas for us too, lady. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. But yes. So, their their shoppings it's surprisingly not as packed as what I would have assumed for a mall on Christmas Eve in in and, New York City. Yes, so they're talking about all the the nice people and this that and the other thing to do with shopping, and they start walking. Oh my god! The, the same woman in the white hat and and yellow shirt passed by like three or four times. I need to see this like in a row. You can see. Oh that my god. Just, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! It's not even. Oh my god! It's just a constant stream of him. It's yeah, like, it just keeps repeating. That's scary. <laughs> that's called that's called bad animating. <laughs> because oh this episode, 
is wow. It's, I'm it's have really to get a screen cap of that. <laughs> I was like, if of it. It, it, it wouldn't be so bad if it was a repeat animation and it was like every like couple frames mm-hmm. the same lady, but it's a single file of the same woman. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's wow. <laughs> With the same bag and the same purse, exact same woman. Like wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Nice, yeah. Nice spot there, Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, I That's just going to be the screen cap for the episode for the episode. I think they blew their animation budget on the first 11 episodes for this season cuz the rest cuz <laughs> the first 11 episodes looked pretty good. Like you know, it's just hand, yeah. you know, pretty standard hand-drawn animation. But this episode is like super choppy and yeah, it's got stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the 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 triplets who are shopping. Um oh my no, there was four of them. Yeah, it was way more than four. There's like seven. Like. Oh wait, it's five, <laughs> six. Oh my god, we lose count after the lady with the perfume comes. And yeah, pepper sprays right. uh, Logan. Yeah, she she talks. Yeah, there's a, a lady who's who's got a perfume for men, and she says it it will drive the women wild or it turns the women into animals. And, she, <laughs> and it's <laughs> ironic. Yeah, and she sprays him even though he says no. And he's like, people do that. That's a real thing that happens. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. Well, I'm about to become an animal. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we better leave before I become an animal. I think is what he says. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I thought he was going to pop his claws thing. the way he was holding his fist. I was like, shit. Same here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Wolverine's a dangerous guy. He is. But I mean, <laughs> Storm grabs his arm to make sure he doesn't. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm about to have to stab her. Yeah, like I said, it's I love how it's like an ironic perfume. It's like, oh, it makes you a new animal, and Wolverine's like a feral beast. Get it, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they they manage to to calm him down enough. <laughs> Storm's like, look, there's an opening. Why don't you leave? And then he Basically. runs. Yeah. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah. He runs out of the mall. And at some and point in this, a- Jubilee's like, I should buy some food for Christmas dinner. Mm. Which, it, it's, a, it's I guess, Chekhov's food. Yeah. Because it comes back later, even though it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make sense later in the episode either. Because they, why would you buy food for Christmas dinner? Gene and Gambit and- are at home fighting each other trying to make Christmas dinner. And, and why would you and- gift wrap it? And why would you gift wrap yeah. it? What is she Maybe- buying? Maybe she meant it as a surprise, knowing that it was going to end up in some kind of nuclear meltdown in yeah. the kitchen being destroyed. But like, I, I, th- <laughs> I think it well, when pro- it was probably like sweets and stuff. But I, but I also think like she was, she, she just wrapped it because she's so fucking high on Christmas spirit right now that she's just like <laughs> everything wrapped, everything. <laughs> you know, you know. Actually, that's a good point, John. One year, I did wrap a ham bone and <laughs> give it to my sister. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, I got her like a real present too, but I I had gotten a ham and she was like, I want that ham bone to make soup, or that's a thing that she did, or something like that. And I was like, I was like, I, I wrapped it up and cute. gave it to her. Funny. My my uncle once gave my sister a block of cheese. <laughs> he said, "This is here's some cheese to go with your wine." This oh, is when oh, she was wow. younger. <laughs> I wound up eating the cheese. <laughs> you ate the cheese, dude. I ate the cheese. <laughs> I'm like, it was delicious. I gotta say, if I ever, if I ever did have children, I'd make sure to throw a lump of coal in their stocking every year. 
Not, I mean, not like you know. You still give them presents and everything, but oh, yeah. but you throw a lump keep of coal in there. Keep them, keep them humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we cut from the mall to an outdoor. This almost looked like the Rockefeller Center because yeah, they're yeah. they're skating. Yeah, I mean they're in New York City, so that would make yeah. sense. So they're they're skating around. Um, uh, it's 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 no Yuri on Ice though. No. I, I know I'm, you've been watching that. Yeah, I was just tweeting about it last night, and like, I love it so much. I, I watched, I got through most of the series, and then when they're skating, I'm just thinking like, I need to make a Yuri on Ice comment on here, and I kind of whiffed it, but. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're skating around, and uh, Logan, of course, being the good Canadian that he is, is is politely <laughs> skating, and but he gets knocked around by a couple of kids and goes into a fence. Mentioning Canada, and I just mentioned you and I, so I just want to point out that one thing I love about that is that, like, the best skater on, like, in the competition in the episode that I'm at is, like, a Canadian. And, like, his whole thing is him being super arrogant and full of himself. And I just love how that's, like, like that's not the stereotype for Canadians. And it no. went, like, completely opposite direction. And I love it. It's great. Like, he, he called, his name's JJ. And the song he does a um, routine to, or a program they call it, is, like, J.J. King, which is a song that his own rock band made about how great he is. Oh, it's God. Great. Unless, of, unless of course, uh, it's actually just because they think that Canada and the United States are the same thing. No, I don't think so. They, I they, would hope not. They've been pretty good with, like... I mean, I don't know, but it's, it seems like they... <laughs> they, um, they, like they There is the United States as a separate... There's, an, there's another character uh-huh. from the States, and it, okay. so it seems like... And like and the, his coach like wears like like a maple leaf hat and everything, and it's like... Seems like they try to like be like these people are from this country, but I, I like how they didn't go with stereotype and this made them like the complete opposite of a stereotype. Was it was it a red maple leaf or was it an actual blue maple leaf? Uh, was red like green okay. flag? Okay, because yeah. I was gonna say if it was like a blue maple leaf, then I'd have some problems with this anime. I don't mean is that a is problem? that sports? Yes, it's a sports related thing. Okay, <laughs> well, like you do not put a maple leaf fan in an anime. Oh, you meant like that? Okay, like, yeah. like, like Toronto Maple Leafs. Gotcha. Yeah. Although maybe that could explain why they're so arrogant. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. Anybody who's listening in Canada, I'm a Habs fan. There you go. <laughs> what? What's that? That's a Montreal Canadian. That's what we call Montreal Canadians fans. And I'm like mildly. Aren't Canucks? all people yeah, in Canucks. Montreal Canadians? <laughs> no, not everybody. Although Montreal is a lot more successful than what Toronto is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know for people that don't follow the sports. Yeah. Kendall, yeah. you know what? The, 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 the team is literally called the Canadians. I, real, okay. Yeah, they're the Montreal Canadiens. And name this of the is, team. and what sport is this? Hockey. Okay. Oh, I, I should have assumed you guys are in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Senators are still a team, Jordan. Okay. I remember when they added them as an expansion team in the hall. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's enough sports. No more sports. <laughs> no more sports. <laughs> no more sports talk. Sorry. Yeah. Couldn't bring sports so, anime to his nerd cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, sports anime nerdity. Yeah. So, getting back to the episode, we've got uh, Jubilee and Logan are talking some more, and all of a sudden, Logan hears an ambulance siren, and he Apparently, he can also smell the ambulance from that far away. He can smell the siren. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the sentence makes it sound like. He's like, Yeah. 
a siren. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, that's not how sound works. He, I got this. I got that he was just like he. It was like a metaphor that he smelled trouble. Like, yeah. I don't know. He sniffed though. I don't know. He, did, he said, yeah. it, I don't know, I oh, he has a ruddy nose. He, look how what he's wearing. He's hardly wearing any uh, heavy weather clothes. Dude, hey. that dude's run naked for the winter. Yeah, I was winter gonna, winter I was gonna say, <laughs> have you seen Wolverine? He doesn't usually wear that many clothes when he's in the snow. Well, it was just an odd coincidence. He just needed yeah. to sniff his nose that one moment. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, so I think he, he can smell auditory. I clothes. thought actually, actually, what I. What I think I took from it was that he was smelling the Morlocks. Uh, maybe. That could be. Because what we get is the ambulance. We cut to a scene of the ambulance driving through the streets and amazingly crashes through a wall and lands on the skating rink on his wheels, no less. It makes a perfect. Oh, no, wait. Because Storm uses her wind powers yeah. to guide the van Settle down. It down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, yeah. the and leader she- of the Morlocks was there. To yeah. to pick up their slack. Yeah, and I, I love how like she um in, in the '90s show she would always like do these incantations for her powers, yeah. which are completely yeah. unnecessary. She just does them because she likes to be dramatic, I guess. Well, yeah. isn't it because she doesn't it have something to do with her um like uh being like being like a weather goddess in Africa? I don't know, like maybe the comics had her do that stuff, but in literally every other version of Storm I've seen, she's never like done incantations. It's like the only version I've ever seen do that. But I have not read Chris Claremont's run of, of X Men, yeah. so maybe that was a thing she did. Yeah, yeah, could be. But uh, so she she manages to land the ambulance, and come to find out, we have two more locks that come out and open up the back door and immediately start taking out supplies. And Logan's this like, ape guy. Yeah. One of the guys is like a shapeshifter named Ape. And he's called Ape Ape because he looks a little bit like a monkey, but his powers have nothing to do with that shit. (laughs) He's like a a shapeshifter. And the other one, I don't know what her problem is. Because Morlocks typically are like, oh, we have physical deformities. That's why we live in a sewers. Yeah, I'm not sure why her... Yeah, because they do make a point in the other Morlock episode that that they all have physical deformities. But there are a handful of them that definitely don't. Um, yeah. her I will like her power is super creepy though. She's the hip hypnotizy Morlock yes. lady, and yes. yeah, yeah, she's okay. really creepy. She makes uh she makes Jean Grey think that she's a little girl, and that and she makes Logan think that there's scorpions. Uh, all there's over. scorpions all over him, which is dumb because Logan I remember him scorpions. yelling scorpions and being like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do we know that's what she looks like? Maybe she has us all hypnotized thinking she looks like that. Oh, sort of like Emma Frost in uh, Old Man Logan, maybe. I or like, seen uh, Logan or like the the did, kid yeah. vampire in Being Human. Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> getting back to the episode. <laughs> so Logan manages to tackle Ape uh, and makes mention that it's pretty low stealing from an ambulance, but uh, then uh, why can I not remember this woman's name? What is the female Morlock's name? I have no that idea. Calis- I, they haven't Calisto? mentioned it. No, no, no. Or, that's no. the leader. Later yeah, I she's the leader. Oh, you mean the 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 old lady? Old lady. Yeah. Um, I honestly forget. I old don't lady. even know if it was mentioned. Is in it this Anna episode. Lee? Yeah, they never. What is it? Anna Lee? No, no. Or Mariana. Or. <laughs> yeah, I mean the only the only named Morlocks according to this thing are Ape, Anna Lee, Callisto, Leech, and Mariana. 
Maybe it was Anna Lee then. I think it has think, to be. I think it's Anna yeah. Lee. Because very yeah. honest, the, the little girl, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, yeah, Anna Lee uh, tells him that Leech is very sick and Logan isn't buying it at the time. Cop shop, too. Yes. Police wind up showing up and uh, they wind up climb down pleading the hole. with. Yeah, they climb down the hole in the wall. Uh, they plead with Storm because she's the leader of the Morlocks to help them, and so she winds up bringing up a big storm to uh, ha ha pun uh, She brings up uh, some snow to cover their escape, and they go with the Morlocks to the tunnels. And I want to mention here that like Ape at one point turned his hands into like snow shovels or paddles or something like that, and. He, he does not turn them back in the hands at any point during the scene, even though the only other thing he uses them for is to, like, carry things. And they like, they look very, like, awkward to carry things with. And there's, yeah. like, why doesn't he switch his hands back? It bothered the fuck out of me the whole time I was watching it. They I'm almost like, look like flippers. <laughs> yeah, they're like these big-ass flipper things. And I'm like, what? You can do it at will. Like, just, yeah. what? Like, you can literally turn your hand into a sack and carry everything. Well, but instead, just... you're, like, cradling them in these flipper arms. Like it bothered the fuck. He's out. not that bright. <laughs> He's not that bright. Clearly, clearly, as yeah. we see throughout the episode, most of the Morlocks can only speak in sentence fragments, and uh, yeah. and you know, yeah. But yeah, so they they're in the the tunnels. Uh, Jubilee's sort of like, are we gonna be long? Because we gotta get back to the dinner. Because the dinner's <laughs> gonna be soon. <laughs> It Jubilee goes from like zero to sixty. Actually, wait. Did yeah. we um? Yes. Did we actually say that the reason why they were stealing the medical supplies? Yes, I think I they did. mentioned that. Yeah, that, they, yeah, yeah. I I mentioned that they because they said that Leech was sick. Leech is sick. Okay, okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember um, if I just wasn't paying attention to that part. We we, yeah. we went over the scene pretty quickly. We usually go over scenes like to really high detail, so I kind of get why you would like. Not, <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, because like yeah, she's like and and Wolverine's like I don't fucking care, and they're like. And Storm's like, no, we got to do it because I'm the leader of the Morlocks. And Jubilee's like, my presents. And she's like, forget the presents. And she's like, um, no, I'm going to get the presents. And, and literally, literally, like in this scene, she says, "My, what about my presents? And you look, and the boxes are huge. And then she's like, uh, and then they walk away, and she picks them all up, and they're tiny again. Yeah. And she drops one while she's leaving. And, like, I do want to point out, Jubilee is not necessarily being greedy or materialistic here because they are presents she bought for other people. Mm-hmm. But it is, it, I think they're kind of trying to make it seem like that. Yeah, sort of. Well, and also, I mean, I don't think it's super unreasonable. She's like, I just spent all this money on a bunch of on these on these on this yeah, stack totally. of presents. It also isn't unreasonable that she could just pick them up like she did. Like they didn't really yeah. need to make it a plot point. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, we we're we're in the sewers and we come upon the uh, the Morlocks' home, I guess you could say, and we see Leech is is covered up on a blanket. He's on a table. Uh, there's a bunch of, round, of other Morlocks around him, including Callisto, uh, uh, who is the sort of in-charge person while Storm isn't there. And they have a little bit of a spat as to why Storm is there and how she's a horrible leader because she's never there. But she is a horrible yeah. leader. So just so just to just for in case people didn't see the episode uh, in se- episode, season one, episode five, um, in that episode. Callisto kidnaps Cyclops so that um, he'll have sex with her, and yeah. um, and and then uh, and then they like Storm brings the X Men and they're fighting and Storm challenges Callisto to a duel 
they lightsaber duel and Storm wins. But she's like, I'm not going to kill you. What I am going to do is be the leader and you guys can all come to the mansion. And then and then uh, they're like, no, we can't come to the mansion. She's like, OK, well, then Callisto can still be the leader, but we're going to leave. <laughs> and, yeah, and then she I, never sees the Morlocks again until this episode. And then this episode, spoilers, ends the exact same fucking way. And it's like, what was the point of her being <laughs> leader at all? Like. <laughs> the point well the point of her being leader was that she needed to get help Scott not be kidnapped anymore. Hmm. Well yeah, for that but episode. She's but a I mean, terrible like, leader and she doesn't help them at all. Yeah, we'll get to it again when we we get to it in the episode, but I have, I have things to say about that. Yeah. So we're 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 inside the the Morlocks lair. Uh there's a bit of an argument, but Callisto and and Storm sort of resign themselves to, you know, Leech is the primary concern right now. This other thing has to be put aside until he's better. So Storm gets Wolverine. She says, Wolverine, your experience with field medicine. She's like, prep him so that we can move him and take him to the mansion and Beast can check him out. And Logan comes over. He starts checking him over. He's like, "Uh uh-oh. And, of course, Callisto starts freaking out. She's like, why aren't you doing anything? And, While he's doing things, like he's like, yeah, listening like checking his pulse and listening to his chest. And, <laughs> and he's like, this kid ain't going anywhere. And we've got Jubilee now sitting off in a corner. And we then have this little green girl that appears and starts walking up to her. And I mentioned this before we started, but I still think her mutant powers just look like an anime child. Because <laughs> she has some really, really big anime. eyes. Free, big eyes. Well, maybe an alien. Oh, maybe. But yeah, so we we cut back to them. Logan's still checking over Leech. Oh, I know. She's one of those frog aliens because she has the web. I, figured like, she I, was, I, was, I was just thinking, like, to us, we're like, oh, it's an anime character. But to them, she literally has giant, grotesque eyes. <laughs> oh. I, figure, I figure she's just, yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's Anne from, uh, from the Doomtree saga on Sailor Moon. <laughs> But yeah, like, and then it kind of like, like I said, like, Julie goes from zero to 60 because she's like, I don't give a fuck about these people. And then they show up and she sees a little girl for two seconds and she's like, no, not on Christmas. Ah! And she's crying and it's like, okay, yeah. um, have that, that changed real fast. I mean, it's good that you're showing compassion, but yeah, kinda weird. So we, we, we get another little scene where Kalisto is is grabbing onto Storm's arms and says, why don't you make him do something? And Storm's <laughs> like, take your hands off of me. And she shoves her. And then Logan's and like... And they just agreed to stop fighting like a second yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, uh, cr- Christmas time is... The holidays are stressful. Yep. Yeah. Especially when there's a kid that's dying on this table here. For and- reasons unexplained. Yeah. Oh, they explain. they explain soon. They explain do later. They? Yeah. Yeah, sort of, kind of. I don't think they ever do, but all right. But, oh, well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll remind you when we get there. Okay. okay. So, Logan basically says, like, Leech's pulse is, is rapidly slowing. He wouldn't make a trip to the mansion, and there's nothing that we can do. And Jubilee is there with the little girl, and she's freaking out. She's like, no, box, no. Box over her presence. And- yes. <laughs> And then we see the the broken Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Oh, that's a great Christmas tree. <laughs> and honestly, yeah. the little girl looks a little uncomfortable. Like, why yeah. is this lady like, holding why, me? Yeah, why is this scary lady <laughs> holding me like this? 
Have a heart, you guys. This is it, this episode's starting to get. This is where it's yeah, starting to get to me. Yeah, it's starting to get a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Ken. But I'm um, we're sad at this, but I just can't. Yeah, th- this scene. I I can understand the reason for getting upset, uh, because what Storm suggests it's like she basically says, Logan, you you have healing powers. It's like, is there nothing that you can do? He's like, no, there isn't. Which I thought was a little weird because well, he 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 was really arguing about how there was nothing that he could do and that he almost didn't want to do anything. Well, I mean, okay, like, the the idea is that he's supposed to give a blood transfusion to heal him, but, I mean, like, his powers don't work like that, but Angel, it's kind of weird, because later on in the comics, Angel's powers do work like that. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know that, but, like, Angel gets a secondary mutation where he gets a healing factor, and he can also give other people a healing factor by transfusing blood with them. But it's well, not a thing Wolverine can do. What happened? But, I mean, I, I, think, I think maybe the idea is that he can give blood transfusions, and his blood maybe will like change to the right type maybe because of his healing factor and maybe like, he can just give more blood because he'll just make more blood like instantaneously because he's crazy like that well what no, happened maybe. was was jubilee saw the second season of heroes where <laughs> where claire bennett brings her father back to life by by doing this and so mm-hmm. she thought well since claire bennett is basically wolverine it probably is a thing he is pretty much a cheerleader I I really I actually really um I thought it was interesting cuz this is it was noted uh, this is actually a trivia thing that I didn't say uh but mm-hmm. this is not something that's based on a comic uh that that he's able to that he's his blood is able to heal people um but it's also not I mean it it also kind of makes sense that that no, it doesn't. um <laughs> well, it sort of could I don't think it makes any in sense in comic book in enough. comic book logic it does because in, in like yeah, a, like in like in like Stan Lee era comic book sixties shit, it could make sense. Yeah, because yeah. if you get a if you get a if you get a blood transfusion from Bruce Banner, you become She Hulk. That's and, true. And, you also uh, need to be a Banner though, or at least like related to them. Because I think that's one of the things it says because she's his cousin, so it kind of works. Well, because they had like because he was a match for like the the blood type. I, I so. actually, I think it's actually a. I want to say it was a bone marrow transplant. It wasn't a blood transfusion, but. Because uh, she's a and and uh, and the same thing in uh, it happens in Young Justice. That's the origin of Beast Boy. Is is oh, that uh, yeah. is that they get a? I like I know. liked that a lot and that though because I mean she does have like shape shifting. I don't know, like it kind of makes more sense there for me. But I do I did like that origin for him in that. It was good. Fucking Young Justice is so fucking good. It, but uh, I will say so. So I will say like it's it's interesting. I mean it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, it's a weird thing. It's a comic booky logic thing, but it's also, this is a Christmas episode. Yeah. So you can do, you have my permission to do goofy things in a Christmas episode. And also like this ominous tale that he tells, um, we're sort of getting into this. Yeah, he sort of hints at it. Yeah. He says it worked twice, once a long time ago. And then he says, and he says that, and he says that 20, he tried it on 20 people and they all died in front of him. Yeah. He said the last one was a kid smaller than him. And yeah. Storm's like, but you said maybe. He's like, yeah, it worked twice. Once a long time ago. I don't know why. Second time, like, what's the... And he didn't like, even what's say the anything difference? the second time. Like, Yeah. He couldn't even bring himself to remember it. Yeah. Like, and it, and they never, they never, uh, never, apparently they never follow up on it in the show. It's not something alluded to in the comics. This is, I mean, 
this is something that they could they could totally like this is a a there's a story behind that. There's a oh, six yeah. there's a yeah. six issue miniseries about that. Yeah. But yeah, so we get Storm uh she 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 asks Ape if he managed to grab a transfusion kit out of the uh the ambulance and he's like, "Uh, transfusion kit?" A what? <laughs> and this is the <laughs> she, moment this is the moment where you realize that they literally just stole this ambulance because it's like this is a hospitaly thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So she goes over and she manages to find one, brings it back, and essentially says to Logan, "If this was your child, would you would you do it?" And that's sort of, you know, actually so they like, do have a moment I, I, too where where she's like, "You need to show the courage needed to save a child." And I thought, "There, how did it go?" No, he was basically saying they wouldn't be in this mess if you were actually being a leader, and she said. <laughs> If you would step up and have the courage to save a child, we wouldn't be arguing about this right now. And then, and, so. and again, it might be why he starts talking about his trauma. Because like the idea is that like, okay, so he doesn't want to do a transfusion because of trauma of where he's tried it before and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And and I guess it like it like has some kind of a PTSD response, which is like you know mm-hmm. fair. I mean, it kind of sucks because like I mean, I, I, when I first started watching, I'm like, I'm like, dude, just like just do it, like. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but at least try. But I, I mean, but that isn't really fair. I'm thinking about it now because it could just be like, it's just really fucking traumatic for him. But it's still kind of, it's still kind of like, you know, it, it, it's, if you don't do it, he's dead regardless. But yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's the right decision. It doesn't necessarily mean it's an easy decision. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why Wolverine is a hero. He's got the heart of the gold or whatever because he, he does end up doing it. So did we get to the, and then, and then I think the next scene is the scene that made me cry, because uh, the next scene it's it's Jubilee talking to the girl again, right? Yes, and I think the they call they is, might do they call or do they call Beast? No, that's after this scene, because okay. yeah, because the girl is talking with Jubilee, asking if Leech is going to be okay, uh, because uh, Ape turns himself into a table. Logan <laughs> agrees to do it. <laughs> and, and the little girl asks if Leech is going to be okay, and Jubilee's like, "Well, do you believe in miracles?" She says, "What's Which a miracle?" Is... Yes. Yeah. <sighs> and and is this the? And I think then this is this is this conversation leads to where where they say, you know, you're are you going to stay for Christmas dinner? And you know, you can have some of mine. Leech got it for us before the cold made him sick. So. Yes. So the yeah. so the idea is that Leech Leech was out was out in the cold, not protected, and that's how he got how he got sick. And you know he's okay. He's, they don't have they don't have access to modern medicine in the in the sewers. Okay, so, but so like yeah. yeah, okay. I was thinking like how does transfusion fix that? But I guess we're going with the logic that it gives him healing factor for a bit. I guess mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just heals whatever well, is bad. I was gonna say it might be the whole idea that um, cell uptake. Because the blood system flushes, when it flushes through your system, it does help carry, I mean, it's mostly the lymph uh, system that does it, but the lymphatic system that does it. But the blood does take a bit of your, like, dead cells and stuff around, and it's eaten up by the, you know, white blood cells. So, theoretically, uh, if if his cells are enough to, like, give a quick kickstart, or if they were taken up, maybe give, like, a small you know, small boosts of the immune system, a blood transfusion might work, 
It's just that by the time once it's done circulating through the body, you know, all the blood cells that uh, were donated were basically destroyed, and his normal blood cells are back. Then they would, d- then that healing factor would be gone. So I mean, there's there's quasi science you can you can say goes with it, mm-hmm. but it's also one of those things where like you'd have to <laughs> you'd have to know a lot about biology to actually mm. justify it. Yeah. Well, it's it's X gene. It's mutant powers. <laughs> like, I mean, this yeah, isn't supposed to be. That's the other thing. <laughs> this isn't supposed to be hard sci-fi. Like, no. like it's it's uh, and and then even you know later, Beast says, you know, well, I you know I don't know, like I don't know how this works, you know, because I mean, but we do know, we do know that uh, a lot of fucking medical doctor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, doctor, this is you can't just say you have like a doctor and everything. <laughs> like my whole joke about having a PhD in science <laughs> doesn't work. Well, does does Beast have like superhuman intelligence? Uh, I think he has genius yeah. level intelligence. Genius level intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if it says sure. on the Marvel Animated Universe wiki. There's, there's, actually, there's actually a line in um in Thor and J. Michael Jasinski's run from like when Thor was coming back mm-hmm. and Asgard was like in Nevada or whatever. Yep. Where like uh, he's 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 they're doing the thing again where he's the doctor. I can't mm-hmm. remember his name right now. Oh, I do Donald Blake. Donald Blake, and he goes to like this um he goes to like get some food at this restaurant and. He, and she's like, "Oh, what do you want, Mister?" And he's like, "Oh, doctor." Actually, she's like, "Oh, are you like, are are you one of those doctors who just read books? Or are you one of the real ones trying to say like <laughs> medical doctors are like actual doctors, and the other ones are yeah. just like?" And I mean, that's not fair entirely, but I do understand the idea that like doctors who save lives are, mm-hmm. are, should also, be respected. Also, he's being a dick by saying, "You shouldn't <laughs> call me Mister. You should call me Doctor." I didn't, you know, I didn't spend eight years in in evil medical school to be. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think he's being a dick. I think if I went to fucking school for seven years to get something, I'd want to be called doctor too. But also, he's <laughs> Thor, so he didn't go to medical school. Well, no, he is. Donald Blake did. Like, Donald, Donald Blake did. Yeah. But isn't yeah, uh, okay? I don't remember. I don't remember that. It's been a while since I read that run. Yeah. I, that was another yeah, one well, that I sold to half price books. Donald Blake is a completely different person than Thor. Yeah. They 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 share the same space okay. and they switch but they're not like the Donald Blake is not Thor's secret identity he's a completely different guy and, and oh. I don't know still I think if if a random waitress said how how you doing mister I wouldn't correct her I mean that's just me you yeah know, anyway I guess. getting back to the episode um, Storm says that she's going to call Beast to get him or she's going to call Rogue to fly Beast in and bring some equipment to try and help Oh, and by the way, uh, Beast does not his his powers based on the Marvel Animated Universe wiki do not include uh, like super super intelligence or genius level inter- intellect. His powers are strength, agility, and can crawl on walls. Yeah, his okay. his, his it's purely pure like natural. I'm not. I mean, being powers natural too. It's pure like not powers. He's just a smart guy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we we then cut to the mansion. <laughs> Gambit and Jean are still arguing in the kitchen. She's Jean, waking up giant broccoli. <laughs> yeah, that is like the biggest stick of broccoli I've ever seen. And she she throws it at Gambit and Cyclops shoots it out of the air and Rogue catches it. And this is one of those little touches that a lot of people who have like read the comics a lot but who watch watch the show or or not used to don't remember that 
Cyclops's eye beams are actually a concussive, yeah. like coloring, yeah. like blast. Like they are, it's basically like kinetic force that's just really hitting you hard. And then yeah, you so just they're punch input. beams. They're not like yeah, yeah. It's like a for, It's basically a force of motion that's be, that he's hitting things with. So there's like no heat. There's no explosions. There's no things like that. People have described that at his his eyes being the gateway to the punch dimension. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> Apparently that's how his powers work. Is that he actually has like he comes from a different dimension, like his eyelid. I I think that his powers um have the ability to do whatever the plot needs them to. He has exactly <laughs> as much control over his powers as the plot requires. Yeah. So we we get um, Professor X comes in and says that there's an emergency. Rogue, I need you to find Beast and take him to the Morlock tunnels immediately. So she immediately gets up into the air and she flies out and all the rest of the X-Men are asking, how can we help out? And then it cuts back to uh, the Morlock tunnels and we've got Logan and Leech are hooked up by a transfusion kit and Logan's hoping that he gets better. Uh, I remember this whole only... time Logan's lying on top of Abe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he's, uh, he's really hoping that it works. They've only just started. Uh, the little Mor- Morlock girl decides to take Jubilee and shows her the little Charlie Brown Christmas tree that they have. And Jubilee says that she thinks it's the best tree that she's ever seen, which is, you know, that's pretty cute. Okay, I and... just almost teared up just now. I'm sorry, what was sorry? that? I-, I said I just I just almost teared up just now, because that was Aww. another part. That- I-, I think I was just, the first time I watched this, I was just like crying for this whole half, second half of the show. Yeah. It's, 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 if you, if you, if you buy into it, like if if you if then then yeah. it's just really it's it's heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's it definitely shows you a plight where you know you get where you see what excuse me um yeah like you you, you see what it's like for folks who don't have a lot and it's surprisingly realistic mm-hmm. and like the the situation is really dire and grim uh, especially when it comes to leech and it's really not something you normally see in a cartoon like this mm-hmm. but so especially we, in a goofy christmas episode yeah and i like, <sighs> i can i can understand where the critic earlier was saying uh it felt forced and i didn't like it like this I, mean, is a, I i i hate being this guy but i'm not this guy but I, I felt it was really weak and emotionally manipulative, and that, that's just how I felt about it. But I don't want to, I don't want to like get down on other people who who were affected by. It. I just didn't do it for me, and I'm a sometimes, guy who cries a lot. Sometimes you like, want to be emotionally manipulated, but it's not. It's again like it's not done well. I guess like it just seems like the basest, like the easy, like they're they're going for like the easy punches. It feels like to me that it's just like the most, like it's 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 it's. it's it's not well done, in my opinion, and I'm sorry because I, I am not this guy. Like I was watching Yuri on Ice last night, and I was crying constantly because that show is like really emotional, and like, and I cry all the time. Like I'm very easily manipulative usually, and I just didn't feel it for this. And I don't want to like say like I, again because it did affect you, and I don't want to like undermine that. But it just didn't do it. <laughs> that's that's fine. I mean, I was if like like I was the reason that it got to me is because I let it. It's because I decided to let it get to me, you know. Like I, yeah. I decided to, I decided to, you know, kind of 
take it for what it was. Um, and it was, I mean, it was, I mean, that's the thing. Like it is, it is camp and it is easy stuff and it is, uh, tear jerkery. Uh, but it's, I mean, but it's also like, you know, that it worked for me. I mean, that's, we also need to remember too, that this is a show that would have been directed at, you know, kids that were like seven, eight, nine, yeah. 10. I mean, I guess it just didn't feel real for me. Maybe it's because I didn't let it feel real, but that's just how. Like I, I guess I, I cry like constantly when I watch like shows. Like I, 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 there's not a lot of episodes of Avatar: The Last Airbender that I can like get a dry eye through, and that's and like, um, there was like a parts of Full Alchemist, like whole like ten episodes were like again no not a dry eye, and like last night I was constantly tearing up at like this silly fucking figure skating gay anime, but like, um. Yeah, it just didn't happen for me for this. But yeah. like, I think overall, I think the episode, yeah, maybe it tried a bit too hard to try and impress. Oh, there's you know, there's folks out there that that are in you know bad situations. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to. No, it's not a bad thing. It's it a good up. thing to try. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good lesson because like and like yeah, like I don't know how it is for for you guys, but I see like homeless people like every day and mm-hmm. it fucking sucks and i like i literally i have negative se- 70 cents in my bank account i can't i i can't give anything and i i wish i could and i think about it every time but like you know if i wasn't with my mom I, that could that could be me so like i don't have a lot of yeah. money and i feel and it's, yeah it's, it's a real fucking problem like it, it's like fucking cold here right now mm-hmm. and I, I i can't even imagine like having to live out in not with a shelter and it's fucking terrible but like i i guess this the it, it's a good lesson but this the, i didn't feel like this reached me hmm. that's, that's just me i didn't even i don't know i didn't even care as much about the about the like less fortunate part it was the it was the specific like the fact that you have this you, you have this kid that's in a bad situation that was yeah. getting to me and, and I can see it from that point too. Like she's the sort that she's all she probably has is the clothes on her back, and you know she has this family of Morlocks and maybe a few things. But and and that's sort of detracting from the purpose of it. the The point that I'm trying to make is she has an a very innocent naivete, if you want to say it. I'm not, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. right. She, 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 she has this innocence about her that, you know, she, she's being optimistic that Leech is going to get better because she doesn't really know the situation. Mm-hmm. And she's taking Jubilee around to, you know, here's our Christmas tree. It's really nice. And, and here's our food. It's not a lot, but I'm willing to share mine with you. And it's very, it's very touching and heartfelt. In, in that sense, because she's so innocent, and you see how Jubilee is sort of recognizing that with her, um, and it, you know, I, I find it endearing. Um, in light of the situation, it's you know, sort of, it's a bit hard to go from oh my god, Leech might die to you know, she's going around showing how just how bad off they are. It it does seem a bit I don't want to say it's laid on thick, but 
you go from like, oh my god, this kid is almost dying to this is how bad it is. And but at the same time, it can be sort of realistic. And but I I can see the the opposite of like like what you were saying, John, and what the critic was saying, and that you know they tried to really push it really hard. But I didn't I I personally I didn't feel offended by it. But at the same time, I think it's good. Like in instances with Kendall, where you know it really it hits you in a spot, and you sort of recognize that sort of thing. I don't think that's. I think it it varies from person to person, and also like we said, this isn't a show that would have been necessarily made for us. It would have been made for kids, and maybe try and get the point across that oh, there there's people less fortunate than you, kids. You know, try and help out as much as you can. So yeah, I have no idea how I how I affect how affected I was a kid either. Yeah. I, was, I was a crybaby as a kid, so maybe I. Who knows? Yeah. So from from here, so Beast shows um, up and everybody keeps jumping on his on his butt before he even gets a stethoscope <laughs> on. They're like, "Well, is he going to be okay? Is he going to be okay? Uh, he's, hurry up! Hurry up!" He's like, "I'm I'm putting my stethoscope on." Yeah, I'm a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> like Logan gets frustrated. He's only been doing the transfusion for like I don't know what, maybe four minutes. If that well, they said it would take ten minutes for Beast to get there. Yeah. So okay, so so probably about ten minutes, and he's already Logan's frustrated. And he's like, ah, it's not working. And he takes the needle out of his arm, and he goes off. And then Rogue and Beast show up, and Logan's like, hurry, check out the kid. And so and yeah, everybody's sort of getting on Beast, like, oh, is he gonna be okay? And so we got. Hank with his uh, his stethoscope checking stuff out, um, talking about how Logan's powers are even a mystery to him. And Callisto's like, "Well, try something else. Then you're a doctor, aren't you?" And just as that happens, we have Leech actually opening his eyes. Beast makes a comment, and then Leech gets freaked out because <laughs> the first thing he sees is Beast's face. <laughs> or Beast. Yeah, I think he looks cuddly. And of course, Beast is like, "Well, I suppose my face is not the world's most reassuring thing when you f- wake up." Yeah. yeah, and Jubilee. Then we cut to Jubilee and Mariana, and Jubilee is crying. He's just like, "Oh, it looks like everything's going to be okay." And and Mariana's sort of like wiping away the tears with her hand. And then Logan goes, "Yeah, Logan goes over to the tree, and he's you know sort of feeling like uh." Um, but then we get a scene where. Storm, it seemed kind of redundant. I Storm, fucking hated yeah. this part. Kalista's holding <laughs> this this sort of scepter stick sort of thing that represents Leader leadership. And Storm tells her to give it to her, and she's like, I don't... Stick. Yeah, she's like, I don't need to give you a reason why you need to give me this stick. Just give me the stick. I'm the leader. So, And then she tells her to kneel. And then she basically resigns from being leader... And gives her back the stick and tells her that she is now the leader. I just love how this criticism is like, you're a really inattentive leader who doesn't help at all. You're right. I'm going <laughs> to fix that by not helping anymore after today and being yeah. continuing to be inattentive by completely giving up any responsibility I once had. I'm going to fix my responsibilities by giving them up. <laughs> and it would be no different sense. if like, she this had happened said... happened under Callisto. 
You know, it's not like she's better leader or right. something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it would have been it would have been different because I watched you know I watched the episode that where Storm became leader. It would have been different if Storm had said, "Okay, I'll you know, I'll check in on you. I'll make sure that you guys don't have be- live in squalor." You know, no, she just said. I'm gonna. Callisto's gonna be in charge until we fix all the problems in the surface world, and then yeah. now she's like, okay, now I guess I didn't. I didn't fix all the problems in the surface world, so Callisto's in charge. Yeah, I mean, she didn't. Yeah, she doesn't give them a way to have medical. She doesn't give them health insurance. She doesn't. <laughs> uh, you know, she doesn't give them a way to reliably contact the X Men if somebody gets sick. She like, doesn't say, like, I'll fucking bother to check in every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't give them... She fixes, she 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 accepts her responsibility by completely shirking it. It makes no sense, and yeah. it's weird, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just like, if it had been, if it had been done differently, like, if, if, if we had seen an episode, like, if there had been another episode where Storm tried to be the leader and didn't do a good job... But Callisto was kind of the one that was making the right decisions at every turn, or something like that. Then maybe yeah. this yeah. would make sense. But yeah, no, this doesn't. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So yeah, we we get that scene, and then we get uh, Logan sort of trying to uh, lighten the mood, I guess, a bit, asking if what does it take to get it for a guy to get a cookie and a glass of orange juice? And I'm like, <laughs> obviously, he didn't see the amount of food that they have. Well, he's got like, low blood had- sugar. Yeah, yeah. Just one more, one more thing about the storm thing is what I hate about the most though is how it's treated like it's this big like, like, it, fuck, get yeah, gesture of like, of good. Like storm did a really good thing, and yeah. and, and it's not that at all. <laughs> yeah, it. Maybe. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. If From it here, had been, if we'd had better context, I think it it could have been. A meaningful scene, but in that yeah. in that context, it didn't it didn't really do it. Yeah, but yeah. So from here, we we get uh, Beast who uh, says that a good meal is just what the doctor ordered for for the kid, uh, and then Logan's like happy that Leech is okay and sort of touches his face and it's like, oh, apparently I now have compassion. And it was a little weird. Because yeah. you know, at one point he was like, oh, the stinking sewer people. And I was like, way to be racist, <laughs> Logan. Um, so Callisto in- extends an invitation to the X-Men to join them for Christmas dinner. Uh, and she's like, we don't have much. And then Jubilee interjects. is like, no, wait, we've got food. I bought food. <laughs> I wrapped I wrapped all these <laughs> candied yams. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Storm's like, are you sure you want to do this, Jubilee? And she's like, yeah. And then. She tells the kids to go ahead and go open the rest of the presents. So I want to know, who did she buy the teddy bear and the model airplane for? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> for um, for uh, Wolverine, of course. Wolverine? <laughs> yeah, he's really well, yeah. into that shit. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah I, I think he that, brought, she probably bought the, of, the teddy bear for Wolverine, but, but the model airplane, who did she buy Who did she buy it for? Cyclops? <laughs> Professor X. He goes on his chair, he's like, <laughs> he uses it. He yes. flies it around with his telekinesis. I wanted to ask: Is what was that? Did it happen already, or is it going to happen? Where like Jean Grey calls um Gambit a swamp rat? Is that racist? That, that, that was 
Yeah, that's kind of racist too. Because it that sounded back, racist. That was back <laughs> to the broccoli Adam. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it's an it's an insult based on his based on his uh on his uh, on his on, on his, on his accent. of Cajun. His, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's I guess it's I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it is. It just it just seemed like it to me. So, um, so yeah, they they start opening the presents, and then we cut to the mansion, and Gambit's Gambit's throwing a fit because nobody's there to eat the food. <laughs> Says we can warm it up tomorrow. And he's like, Gambit, don't make no TV dinner. He's like, yeah, he's like, Gambit, don't make TV dinners. I, I hate. There's, there's a thing in like media where like it's like leftovers are the worst, and I'm like leftovers are the best. Oh, oh yeah. man, what's wrong with you? Like the, I, there was this like cooking challenge on like uh, Chopped, where like one of the one of the ingredients was leftovers, and, and they were all fucking turning their noses up. And I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? Like leftovers are great. Like, yeah. Let's ch- ch- turkey like the next day. It was like, amazing. oh god, yeah. I don't understand what's wrong with them. Yeah. I mean, I can understand how if you slaved away for three days on a meal, and then you got a call and said, no, actually, we're gonna go, we're gonna eat soup and. And wrapped candied yams uh, that that Jubilee bought because she thought that you weren't going to be do good enough job making and, Christmas and, dinner. And that's <laughs> another thing I alluded to earlier was when I was like, "Yeah, they live in this big, huge mansion that can house a lot of people, and yeah. they made a lot of food. Why don't the Morlocks just go to the mansion for Christmas?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a we- that was a well. It would have been really awkward because they were like. They were like, "Oh, you can have Christmas with us here and have share some of our red soup, you know, our ketchup soup." And uh, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, or you guys could come to our place, you know, that would be." Or maybe like maybe bring the Christmas dinner for the mansion here at least because it seems like yeah yeah you know, yeah like, that would like, yeah what what food because because honestly what it, this is one of the reasons is like well how much food did Jubilee possibly have in her presence that they're just not <laughs> stealing food from homeless people at this point. Yeah, <laughs> by by including themselves in the meal. Yeah, yeah, and and well, they're not homeless people. They live in the sewer. They have a home. It's the sewer, and yeah, okay. it's the '90s. It's the '90s cartoon sewer. So it's actually pretty nice. <laughs> it's like they're like the down the road from just, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's because it's because of Ninja Turtles that I thought sewers were like totally cool places when I was a kid. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, there's this clean water down there. Those are good oh, turtles. Yeah. It's totally good. There's, there's, there's no, bad sewers and good sewers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we cut from the kitchen to uh, Professor X, who's in like this study with this fire roaring, and he's on the phone talking with Jubilee, and she's hoping he's not upset that they're spending Christmas with the Morlocks. And we actually get like a, a pretty cute scene where he says, "No, I I actually I couldn't be prouder that you know you're doing this sort of thing." Uh, helping out the less fortunate and uh, does him proud to to see them doing that sort of thing. So that's a cute little scene. And then we cut outside and it's snowing and we get this little scene that says Merry Christmas from the X-Men and then we go to the credits. I like that part. And the credits there. are a clip from a random other episode that doesn't have yeah. anything to do with this episode. Yeah, it was a little weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's the episode, folks. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you know, it had its it had its moments. I think for uh, as far as 
Like if you're if you're doing the thing where you want to watch Christmas episodes of of random things that will bring you nostalgia, I think this is a fine a fine example of that. I think if you're going to watch mm-hmm. if you're wanting to watch an episode of the animated series, uh, you should just watch other episodes because there are better <laughs> ones. Um, watch one with Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is the best X Men. Uh, actually, yeah, that's in this season, and that is a very good episode. Uh, yeah. They go skiing in, I assume, like wherever Germany. Nightcrawler's from. Yeah, uh, Germany. Germany, and uh, and Gambit is wearing the best ski jacket, and he wears it for the whole episode. <laughs> Even when they're like, like they go, they go to another place in Europe, but he's still wearing the the like bright <laughs> bright 1980s ski jacket. Yeah. But that's actually a really good. That's actually a really good episode. Uh, uh, um, uh, I don't know what episode it is. <laughs> so, um, Jordan, you said that we had a few questions, right? Yep. Some folks at Audio Entropy were nice enough to give us some questions, including Zach, who asked, uh, "Do you have any Transformers-related Christmas memories? That, or what's your yeah. favorite toy-related Christmas memory?" Um. Mine was getting Optimus Prime when I was four. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it for me. <laughs> I got mentioned on a show that I got, like, me and my brother both got, like, I got Optimus Primal and he got Megatron. Yeah. That was a pretty sick Christmas. Like, that was, those are really good toys. And, yeah, I was, was a lot of fun playing with those. And I was pretty excited to see them under the tree once I opened them up. I know I've had other Transformers for Christmas, but definitely it was Primal and Megatron that were the best. So, I think I mentioned it in like our very or in our zero episode, but my parents spoiled me rotten, so <laughs> it's really hard to remember any specific like great like one great Christmas gift slash birthday gift because they kind of all blend together to just basically oh wow I got a lot of great gifts kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know that I'm pretty sure I'm not. A, like it was either for my birthday or for Christmas that I got the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sewer playset, and that was like a huge deal because it yeah. was just, it was a huge thing that had all kinds of moving parts. And, and I had that playset too. And yeah, and actually, I, what's funny is like our our families wasn't that we were pretty we didn't win that well off, but for some reason, our fam our mom I think it was our dad bought us two of those, huh. one for me and one for my brothers. We had two sewer playsets. Oh Could, wow. Couldn't they yeah. like hook together though? Like I think some of the way some of the parts could. were. Yeah, like, but, they, like it's still kind of exorbitant to like buy two of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean that was a big deal when 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 I got that. But otherwise, like it's really hard to pinpoint uh, like a specific Christmas memory or or Christmas uh, present kind of thing. Do Xboxes count as toys? Because that was probably the best pres- Christmas present was when me and my brother got an Xbox. Yeah, I would say but, so. But the but second best was Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he uh, Zach also asked which maximal Kendall and... have an answer for that. Uh, oh, yeah. oh wait, Kendall. Oh, I'm sorry. I probably got toys. I don't know. Um, I, I feel like <laughs> I mean I got I did get I did so I remember specifically the year of the Beast Wars. I got I got the two I got uh, Rhinox and. And not Waspinator um, for my birthday, which my birthday's in November. So, like, no, uh, as a kid, it was like the birthday was like the sort of the 
the where it where the the momentum geared up for Christmas because you get your birthday and you get the money from your grandparents. So like I buy you know I got my presents for my parents and then a few a week or two later I spent money so I bought stuff for myself and then you know it's the gearing up for Christmas. I remember like specifically my babysitter asking me if there was a present that cost exactly fifteen dollars that I could that that I sh- that she should buy me for Christmas. And uh, and it, and she ended up getting me um, Polar Claw, uh, the uh, uh, Mega Beast Wars uh, guy. And then I for- saw Polar Claw yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah, I was at I was at a Value Village. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, yeah. So and I actually ended up. So I got the I got the the Optimus and Megatron. Uh, my parents got them for me for Christmas. They also got me the Optimus and Megatron uh, bat and alligator, and uh, a handful of other of uh, uh, the very miscellaneous Beast Wars. I think for Christmas that year. And then I remember that I bought Scorpionok like with my Christmas money at Toys R Us uh, from like my grandma gave me Christmas money or something. Uh, so mm-hmm. I so I had. You know, so I was really happy because I had both of the ultras and both of the megas, and then I had a bunch of the little ones. Uh, so, yeah, that was like the last hurrah of action figures for me. I think as a kid, because that would have been like third grade or fourth grade. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ready for the next part? Uh huh. Sure. Okay. So he also asked. Uh, I'll I'll combine it into into one full question here. Which Maximal X Men or which Predacon and uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants members have the most Christmas cheer? Uh, Jubilee mm. of this episode has a lot of Christmas cheer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's I, uh, Christian normative to assume that the Transformers celebrate Christmas. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, hey, they've known the humans. Of, Look, yeah, the Transformers say, were designed. <laughs> the story of the Transformers were based on the toys. They obviously <laughs> celebrate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I think that Toad probably uh, is is he gets really into Christmas. Oh yeah, I'd say so. Brotherhood yeah. of Evil, that's interesting. Yeah, actually, uh... Mm. I, can, I can see that. <laughs> the Blob I does. I think, I think, I think, um... If we're thinking, oh my god, like, can you imagine the Blob sitting on Santa's lap? Oh god. <laughs> or Blob um, dressing up as Santa. totally dress up as Santa. I would totally what would happen. There'd be, like, a, there'd be a story about how the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants does, like... Or Brotherhood of Mutants, as it's called now, which is a way better name, uh, mm-hmm. does a thing where they, like... One at one Christmas, they're just super nice to people, and and like Toad's an elf and Blob's Santa and fucking like. It, it depends on which version of Brother Mutants we're doing, but like Scarlet Witch does like some crazy magic stuff to make the kids happy and mm-hmm. like that. Pyro holds back on blowing. And I was gonna say fire. like, <laughs> uh, Piotr, uh Quicksilver gets really excited every year for Christmas because he thinks that this is gonna be the year that Magneto finally accepts him as his like son. Uh. <laughs> well, wait, wait. Wouldn't uh, the Scarlet Witch and, and Quicksilver celebrate Hanukkah? Oh, That's yeah. Good point. Oh, That's yeah, yeah. Good point. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, for not, maybe, maybe for out of rebe- that after my Christian normative comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, after their dad, like, you know, abandoned them, they might, re- yeah. they might have rebelled. 
and converted that's, to Christianity. So, uh, Sanctuary Part 1 and Part 2, uh, episodes 48 and 49 uh, of, of X-Men the Animated Series are the Nightcrawler episodes. So that's a very, that would be a very good two-parter to, mm-hmm. to try out based on of the episodes that I watched yesterday. Mm-hmm. By the way, I think Waspinator would be really big on Christmas on the Predacon <laughs> side. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Either he would, he would, I feel like Waspinator would ru- would be the one that ruined Christmas. But he would still try his best to have yeah. it. Oh, would he decorate his tree? Yeah. <laughs> As we established last episode, he has a tree. For those who haven't been listening. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, a good, that was a good time. I feel like everybody would get him bad presents, and then he would get Aww. really mad about it and sulk. <laughs> then he'd go to the sulking sector then. And the Maximals had made, got him a present and left it there for him because they know that's where he sulks. <laughs> and if you're wondering, what, where did this come from? And all it says is two Waspinator from Santa. Aww. In my Brotherhood of Mutants thing, Quicksilver would deliver all the presents. Yeah. Like, Flash is what <laughs> yeah. done that, I think, actually. So it would just be, he just copied the Flash again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. uh, then Mitchell asked us, was this one truly for Morph, or was it really for Wolverine? Hmm. I'd say for Wolverine. I I think the first one was for Morph. The other ones kind of seem more for him. Yeah. What? I'm confused. What's for what? <laughs> was this one, in quotes, truly for Morph, or was it really for Wolverine? This one. He's going back to the like the first episode. There's, there's, been, there's a lot of times when... Because this one's for Morph! Yeah. Yeah, okay, I gotcha. Sorry for my slow uptake there. I I didn't I didn't catch the I didn't catch it either on the first <laughs> the first few attempts. Um Yeah, I I, I I maybe you maybe you just said this, but it's like the first few times were for Morph and then just he just started using it as an excuse. <laughs> no, you know what? No, you I think Wolverine is, is too selfless for that. I think um He's a he's a well you know it's I I'm on board I yeah Kendall but that isn't funny okay yeah well so. no. Oh, no no I don't, that's what you're I supposed to do in improv though it's no but right not yes and you say no but <laughs> that's I I think well, I didn't I'm, see I didn't see don't think twice uh, so I'm not an expert but I did read that comic by the guy from Who's Line when he did the Spider Man backup the other day I didn't realize that there was somebody from Who's Line who had written. Uh, the, the annoying guy that isn't funny. Um, that you're not narrowing it down for. <laughs> uh, okay, is it from? I think they're all funny. On so. both on, uh, the, both on both the, bl- the black American. one from the American version. Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. Yeah, I, like I actually funny. like him. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, you guys are Canadian. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. <laughs> I like him. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, then you want me to say yes, and that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I yeah. could do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do we have any more questions, Jordan? Or yeah, were those that? we've got like two more, kind of. Okay. So Joel asked us, uh, "What's everyone's favorite holiday-related food item?" Turkey, Toblerone. Kendall, do you have one? Uh, you you go first. I'll have it in a second. Okay, this is important. Uh, I love those Reese's peanut butter-shaped things that they do every year. It's just like a hunk of peanut butter with a with a thick covering of chocolate. So like the <laughs> peanut butter eggs, peanut butter Christmas trees, and the peanut butter like pumpkins that they do, which 
really it's just eggs and they just do new shapes. Yeah. But I'm gonna say there's... I'm gonna say green bean casserole, but I am gonna give out a recipe if you guys want to wow your families at the <laughs> your family gatherings for tuna potato chip casserole. Tuna potato chip yes. casserole. Uh, it is. It is the. It is. Uh, apparently, my dad made it for my mom on some date one time, uh, and it's you know it's the best thing ever. So you take and some Lay's potato happened, chips. Right? You take some Lay's potato chips, a can of cream of mushroom soup, and a can of tuna, or like you know, scale it accordingly, uh, and uh, oven to like three hundred and fifty or whatever some temperature that's hot. Um, and you just layer the, the cream of, you mix the cream of mushroom soup in the tuna, you layer it as like a layer of potato chips, a layer of cream of mushroom soup, a layer of potato chips, etc. with potato chips on top, throw it in the oven for like 20 minutes or half hour, however long it takes to get warm. And it is the most delicious thing ever. And it looks disgusting, but you will wow your holiday guests. Hmm. Hmm. That's so, cool. I mean, I like, mean, yeah, that's good. I like the idea of the crunchy potato and the creaminess, and yeah, it'd be really good. Um, and I think it's funny that like you guys said sweet stuff, and I mean Kendall said savory stuff. Just, <laughs> just, just a lot about us. Because yeah, for me, it's like I fuck it. Like sweets are awesome, but I pick sa- savory over sweet any day. Like, give me fucking meat and pasta over like cake. And I like cake, but I'd, I'd rather eat a lasagna than a cake. <laughs> I see lasagna as the past, the cake of pastas. So. I I just don't I just like to me like to me like ho- holiday specific sweets so good. are are become a little bit generic like mm-hmm. I mean just, like chocolate's fucking yeah. great I mean like, yeah. like I think Toblerones are delicious I agree but like if you if you're like hey John you can have this Toblerone or this hot turkey sandwich I'd go for the hot turkey sandwich or like the turkey and just in general like, give me a fucking turkey leg that's just mm-hmm. how I am. I'm definitely gonna when when uh, once Christmas is over and turkey's like ninety nine cents a pound at the grocery store, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy. I decided this year I'm gonna buy two turkeys and just leave one. I'm gonna I'm gonna eventually cook one and then the other one I'm gonna try to like piece like piece out like cook part of it and stuff. So yeah, I I agree. One more question, Jordan and uh, Greg, do you have to leave? Yeah, I'm gonna have to leave right after that. I got a kid uh, who's working late. Well, uh, Cameron asked, and then Joel also kind of added something to it, so I'll say them both. Uh, Cameron asked, "Magneto was right. Discuss." And Joel, um, was, Joel was Megatron was right. Discuss. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, like he's he's not completely wrong, but he's also not right. Uh, <laughs> It, 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 this is way too long for like the last thing we asked. Where yeah. Greg trying to, this is a huge philosophical discussion. Yeah. Um, do we have another question? Because I have a question for you guys. Maybe you can answer real quick. Okay. Sure. Um, who's your favorite X Men? Colossus. Oh. I love Colossus. Cool. I, I uh, said earlier, Nightcrawler is my favorite. For some reason, growing up, I really liked Gambit. I yeah, uh, Gambit is the cool. X Men that I liked the it, the difference between how much I liked him growing up and the, how much I like him dislike him now has that is the biggest change because he was my favorite growing up and I hate him now. He's like mm. everything that's wrong with comics, but um, <laughs> you know, because he's that like brooding like I'm a bad boy rebel 
character, but I don't have any depth, and I'm not as funny as Deadpool, and I'm not as cool as Wolverine. You know. Uh, <laughs> well, I think, I think Gamma's the best when he's written as more like a happy-go-lucky, devil-may-care dude rather than brooding. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't. I don't think I've read um, enough I mean, Gambit to. Know, but uh, I spent, but I spent some time like reading a, a lot of his comics, uh-huh. and I read through the whole New Sun thing that he did, where Lando, 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 Lockman, and Lake actually tried to recruit him for uh, for a program. So, like, I mean, there's been times when they have tried to give him more depth than than what he seems mm-hmm. to have, and I don't know. Like, I I kind of. In, had fun with that but i don't think like for some reason i find a lot of people kind of find they don't like gambit these days and i don't know if i'm still like him or is it just that i'm just remembering from all the stuff that i've read and that in the past yeah, that's I'm, this kind of nostalgia yeah you know, nostalgia yeah i mean here. and i so literally sure. i think my mo- the vast majority of my exposure to gambit is the is the show and i think that he yeah the way that he's written in in the animated series, he doesn't hold up very well. My favorite X Man is Wolverine, and I'm don't care who knows it. Like he is <laughs> to me, he is. He, I mean, he's a he's a dark, interesting, complicated character. Like he is, uh, he is all of the cliches, but he's also like one of the reasons that the cliches work. He's sort of like he's he's got the he's got the broodiness of Batman with like the with like the I lived forever so you can tell you can tell him in any era um you know the old man logan is super interesting that that concept the the japanese angle is is always super interesting the work for the government and uh and then like the the sort of uh reluctant leader it's he's such a and he's just cool like I don't I don't oh, care I if he's popular. Cool. Like, I, yeah. definitely, I definitely like him a lot. I like Nightcrawler the most just because, like, I don't know, he's just, he's got a cool thing where he, he's like, I love that he, like, looks like a devil, but he's, like, super Catholic. He, mm-hmm. like, he tries to go against, like, he's he's the ultimate, like, people misunderstand your looks, uh, mutant, while still being, like, this really great guy. He's, like, he's, like, jovial. He makes a lot, he's fun. He has, he's, like, a swashbuckler. His power is cool. His yeah, like, I, like the whole idea of like I look like a devil, but I'm like the nice guy, and I try to be the mm. best person I can be. Is one of the reasons I like tieflings from D and D too, because they're pretty much night crawlers. Where they're like, we look like we're demons, but we're not really demons. But people treat us like shit because we look like demons. It's like mm. I like that. I just like that character, and yeah, he's just he's just fun. Like I said, like in X Men Evolution, he's a fun guy, and in, um, in the original comics, he was kind of like the jokester of the team. But he has a lot of depth, and he grow, he matures a lot. Like I think he becomes a Catholic priest at one point. Yeah, yeah and I'm not a very yeah. religious person, but I just like that character aspect of him. Well, and it's and you it's know? a it's a real human thing. Like it's it's it, yeah, it's it's a it's a you know I have I'm not religious, but I have friends who are very involved in the church. You know my my one of my best friends Jeff who. Uh, Gave me the input about whether or not uh, Transformers can be baptized. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, he's you know he's a that's a thing you know that's a thing, and it's and the way and when you have a Nightcrawler story and it's and it and it sort of involves that you know especially like sort of the 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 tension between Nightcrawler being this devout religious person and Wolverine being like nihilistic uh, existentialist everything sucks you know. 
and and sort of having that tension is a really interesting uh, is definitely a really interesting thing. I also Colossus is cool too, Greg. He is cool. Dude, Col- I yeah, think Greg left. I really like him. Oh, oh no, Greg's still here. <laughs> I'm here, but I gotta go because my son <laughs> just called. Okay, okay. Well, should, should we just should we just do like a wrap up, or should we wrap up without you? Uh, well, why don't if you guys have anything you need to plug, uh, go ahead. I gotta go. I don't have anything to plug aside from audio entry. Check us out. Okay, cool. <laughs> Bye, Greg. Bye, Greg. Bye. <laughs> hey, Christmas. Merry not that Christmas, yet, everybody. I'll say it anyways. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Solstice. And- yeah, happy, happy holidays, holidays general. Happy holidays. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so I guess we'll finish this off with uh, I'll plug my usual stuff. Uh, I'm I am dangerchair.tumblr.com for my art blog, where I draw stuff sometimes and should do more and reblog other people's stuff. And I'm on Twitter as jodar seven two six. And I'm that on Instagram and Twitch as well. I just said that the worst way. <laughs> I've gotten pretty good with those. And I, I just fucked it up royally. Next on the docket. Uh, no, I don't have anything to plug specifically. Um, I will say this, though. Uh, I haven't seen Rogue One yet, but I've heard good th- some good things about it. And apparently a Mandalorian in there is actually going to appear in Star Wars Rebels. So if you watch that cartoon, uh, you know, crossover. Hooray! Oh, is he supposed to be Mandalorian? I'm, uh, Rex Garia, I believe his name is, or? I think, I mean, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, but I didn't, it didn't make the connection that he was Mandalorian. That's cool. Yeah. Star Wars Um, Rebels cartoon is really good this season. Yeah, I heard there was references to rebels in the movie. Yeah, on, which is cool. I didn't, I didn't uh, catch them necessarily. I, did, I don't know anything about, I don't know about anything about rebels, so I couldn't have. Uh, I'll actually one thing I, I want to plug, like I think Greg plugged the network, but I specifically want to plug. Transmission Radio had their new uh, newest episode this month, like just recently, and I think that's a really important podcast, and and is actually really helping people. So I just wanted to plug that podcast because it's really good. Well, um, I, as always, uh, listen to my ukulele videos and what if you're Wolverine, you can smell my ukulele videos on YouTube. Uh, yeah, K Holman, K H A L M A N, and sniff I'm those speakers on Twitter at K H A L M A N. And uh, also, I will say, while I don't think that Magneto was right, I do think the fact that Professor X's method, methods uh, did not have not been successful over the course of uh, you know over 600 issues of the comic uh, show that probably Cyclops was right in deciding to be slightly more uh, more militant um, a few years ago. Didn't he just straight up join with Magneto? Magneto joined with him. Okay, like he yeah. he 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 recruited a team of like. Scarlet Witch and, and uh, <laughs> Scarlet. Well, it was like Scarlet Witch and Magneto and and Colossus and and some other people who, like historically, had kind of been on both sides and and made it a team of X Men that was more 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 mil- They were kind of they were more militant, not still trying to be good guys and stuff, but but like actively and openly training the new team to be to be fight to fight. 
um, as opposed to Wolverine School, um, who was was a more more traditional, closer to what Charles Xavier had had uh, had wanted to do. Um, so, but I and I, I think, but I think that yeah, I think that Magneto's that the fact that Charles Xavier's methods didn't um, didn't quite uh, didn't ever pan out very well um, show that that you know. Although I think that Magneto jumped g- went to that point too quickly, I think that there is something to being a little bit more aggressive when it comes to uh, when it comes to the mutant to the mutant issue, mutant rights. That's, and stuff that's, like that's that. Kendall plugging the X Men as an organization. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to answer the question. I know. I was just, I was just making a joke, Kendall. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't not answer. Qu- I don't dodge questions. I'm a, I'm a, I tell it like it is. I'm well, a straight... I just, I just thought because we were trying to end the podcast. This is, and I, and I, we, this, is... And this, this could be like, this could be its own podcast, a whole two hour long discussion. Hey, hey, Greg's, Greg's <laughs> gone, so, so we, we're not on our time crunch anymore. I guess, I guess that's true. And I like how Greg's still on the call. So are we gonna like hang up and then Greg's just gonna be recording like blank air um, on the end? Actually, I'm wondering if he's hosting the call, so he just left. Oh, that makes sense. That's a good idea. It would have fucked up our recording. <laughs> well, you, it, I'm reco- uh, I'm recording, so you guys would have gone, and I would have just kept ranting about how Cyclops was right. Um, but yeah, true. yeah, but yeah, call- I'm recording too. We're all okay. doing our own recordings. Oh, so we all we all separate. <laughs> we just put them separate. together later, and we wouldn't be talking to each other though. We just we just all be talking into the there. Yep. And also, also, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that my stance is that Megatron was right. So, I think that if you listen to the podcast, clearly Joel doesn't listen to the podcast because you know he knows my stance. Uh, yeah. So, have a merry Xmas. Uh, and happy. Oh, I can't make a pun out of holidays. Like I'm blanking on one. Uh. Um, awkward pause. <laughs> we should have an awkward pause for like ten minutes and then say something. And then like, inter- like, why? Inter- why, is, music. why is this podcast still going? People say, <laughs> like, why isn't it switched to my next podcast? Like, oh, there it goes. Something happened. <laughs> have a have a fact factor in a force of uncanny holidays. Uh, Excelsior, man. Excelsior, yeah, Excelsior. <laughs> Goodbye, true believers. Here we go. That should be the end. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> welcome to welcome to War and Beast, the <laughs> podcast where we talk about Beast Wars, and sometimes uh, we talk about X Men instead Damn, because you, stole, uh, you took my cold open. <laughs> I was going to use Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah, you do it. You do it. You do it. It's okay. <laughs> I was just trying to get the show started. You go for it, Greg. <laughs> okay, do you want me to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to cold open with us mid-conversation and then have that happen. It's going to be pretty funny. Right, right as soon as we start talking about the episode of that. Okay, um, Greg, go ahead. Yeah, it's better okay. it's best really if you start. The episode. <laughs> Introduce the listeners to what the fuck we're doing. Okay. All right. So, okay, so we're not doing a clap then. Okay. All right. We'll do clap now. Hope yes, it'll well, work there's out. the clap there. Okay. <laughs> oh, we need to do the clap. I'm not even sure why we it's, do the clap. Okay, so it's clap. so okay, so it's 33 minutes, like 15 marker. seconds. That's where we start. Go. Okay. Uh, 
like the like the oh, fuck, no, I can't even remember what the hell I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, you should have everything we just did at the end of the episode then, yes. and then we'll actually we'll actually just start the episode because I think some of the things we just did were really funny and we should include it. But, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh... okay, so let's clap and then start the episode. All right. After and... Greg gets his stuff together. Yeah. Oh, I can't even remember the apocalypse line that I was gonna do now. Crap! I'm gonna have to bring this up. Was it was it one of something he actually said? Yes. Yeah, something something survival of the fittest. It was the rocks of the eternal shore thing. Hmm. Where is it? Ah, here we go. Okay. Okay, I got it now. Okay. Do do we do a countdown clap? Do okay. As it's a gonna marker, be or here. I'll I'll. I'll cue you guys. It's going to be exactly 35 minutes into the recording. I'm going to clap, and then that, that's going to cue you, Greg, okay? Okay. 25 seconds. We all wait with bated breath. <laughs> uh, 15 seconds. Okay. <laughs> 10 seconds. This is a long countdown. Well, this will be easier to find because it's at 35 minutes. Four, three, two, one. 